0: Everybody, welcome to the Almost Good Podcast. Uh, I am J. David Osborne. That is David James Keaton. Hi, Dave. Hi. And we are here to talk about Baby Yoda, the sensation that is sweeping the nation. Um, we're switching up the pod. Normally, we shit on these movies, but I'm all in now. I'm all about Star Wars and Marvel. I fucking love it. It's so it's so great. Um, the Avengers is now my favorite movie. I've watched it 27 times. Um, Fuck, oh, I've and I've ordered Funko Pop dolls. Yoda, oh, no, and I'm going no, to no. I'm gonna go out there as soon as that UPS man shows up. I'm gonna snatch it out of his hand. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna make them talk to each other, dude. It's gonna be amazing. <sighs> Star Wars The Mandalorian is the best movie that has ever been released on on film or digital. It has the most amazing Nick Nolte performance. He plays a little pig um the the man the main actor they got the guy from fucking uh game of thrones he never takes his helmet off it's it's awesome because he's got to do a lot of subtle acting with his a lot of finger acting um what else there's these little things that that jump around that look like uh they look kind of like the the do from from a new hope the restored version the better version the one that when george lucas went in and made everything better you remember that um they're who, like that except who, they, they're missing Who lives. are you?
1: Who are? Who are you? Ooh, who?
0: Dude, <laughs> I am just like Who is
2: this? Who
0: I've is chosen, this? chosen a side. I've chosen a side. I've chosen I've chosen the side of Star Wars. That's going to be my fandom and I've decided to regress to being a baby for the rest of my life. All oh, I want, okay. Okay, all, I want are, all I want it's are it's it's all I want it's are it's toys. It's all, are it's toys. It's all I want it's are it's toys. I just want my toys <laughs> and I want my colorful <laughs> and I want my baby Yoda. I want that big eyed fucking little weirdo looking thing. I want eight of those just to be my friends because I'm never going to grow up. I'm going to be a baby forever.
1: I think you're spinning it here at the end, but I think the real you reared its ugly little head for that first.
0: I don't know first, what you mean. I'm, a, I'm Star Wars <laughs> for life. Dude, this is, the, this is the fucking return of the Jedi, bro. I'm back. This is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you do love it. This
0: is the only way you can admit you like
1: something. This is how down. The rabbit hole you are on cynicism is that you mm. have to make a riff out of it. You love this show, you yeah, must love this show.
0: It's pretty good. Well, I knew you. I would, I, no, I would say it's uh, it's it's two for four. So I've seen four episodes, and I thought two of them were very good, and then two of them were not so good. So it's about half and half. But uh, the episodes yeah. that were good are they're pretty fun. They're pretty fun. It's a fun show.
1: I don't have Disney Plus because I'm a grown ass man, but you seem to unless you're bootlegged. I can't watch what you're watching. You're watching, you're watching these cartoons on on a new channel. You got you ordered that for the house. Did you guys uh, all pitch
0: in? No, I got the free trial. The free trial is going to run out, and after that, I'll probably
1: uh, uh, I end up
0: go into the uh, you know, speaking my circuit.
1: speaking my language
0: with the freebie there. There was a tweet that I thought was hilarious, where uh, this guy was like, "Nobody's talking about Disney Plus anymore. Y'all's free trials must have run out, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yep that's, that's pretty good I mean it looked pretty, it looked
1: decent spot on I, I mean I don't know if you want if you really want to talk about that sh- I'll talk about what I've seen I've seen so many uh, I'm doing the air quotes grassroots memes that Disney has floated out there for the suckers so that like Yoda has swarmed the feeds everywhere yeah um, the same way the bird box challenge did the old yeah right you know,
0: the, right the, right. the, the, the that hello that's super that's super, that, that super organic <laughs> thing where you know where celebrities that oddly also have Netflix shows were doing bird box challenges, really yeah. organic stuff. Right. Um, and
1: I mean, you know, th- here's to them for cracking the code on how to sell this stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But the memes are, uh, I mean, it looks, the puppet looks cute in the memes. I saw the Herzog thing. I feel mm. like I've seen it even though I haven't seen it. it it's, it's a puppet and not a digital creation. So
2: That's they right. Get, it so it they is get a
1: the the '80s people are on board with it. You know, it feels mm. authentic. This kids' yeah. show feels authentic. It also yeah. looks like it's super pandery to the to the Asian market, right? It's, I mean, it's clearly Lone Wolf and Cub. It's clearly yeah,
0: it is a lone wolf samurai. Wolf.
1: It's a, clearly yeah. a samurai story, right? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. So, well, it's
0: that, and it's it's pandery in every possible way that you could imagine. So, in episode four, uh, Gina Carano, who's a really like a badass. Uh, did you ever watch that movie Haywire that she was in, the Steven right? Soderbergh action movie?
1: No, I didn't no, even know was... it. he had a he had a TV show.
0: Soderbergh did. Well, no, Soderbergh did a movie called Haywire, and it was like this martial arts movie oh, with that Gina That must have been. Caruana. He
1: did so many weird ass movies when he said he retired. That must have been one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really good though. It was really good. So Gina Carano's in it, and like, and they're their friend bounty hunters, but the, of course they start off fighting, right? And you know, in this in the, in the fourth episode, they pull this trick like three or four times. There's three or four female characters. And there's a scene for every female character where it's like, whoa, actually, she's a badass. Like, this one's a perfect (laughs) shot. And this one can fight. And this and I'm just like,
1: "Ugh." do they do uh, just once? I want to
0: see. No, they don't do the scissor (laughs) kick. But just once I want to see a woman pop up on Star Wars and like challenge the guy (laughs) and he just decks her in the face. And she's like and they're like, oh, okay, finally, finally, something that that makes a little sense.
1: Well, you have that from every movie from 1970 to 1989. You can you can watch that at your leisure. That's your son, true. Is a woman getting punched in the face.
2: That's But, that's,
1: yeah. but dude, the, the puppet's cute. I'll give you that. I mean, the puppet likes, is cute and I, it acts I like have... a baby. I have a question for you, yeah. Star Wars fans such yeah. as yourself, new fans,
2: yeah. people that
1: are all in on the puppet. Yeah. So it's a it's not Yoda. It's a oh. baby of the same species. That's so right. it's a. Now I. I'm, I'm going to regret asking these questions because I might get answers. And I, it's one thing I don't want. But I yeah. thought that I thought Yoda was a was a one off frog thing that just ha- that that was the, the that was the the twist was, oh, shit, this fucking swamp beast knows the forest. What a right. what a surprise. It's like it, it eats garbage.
2: It's mm-hmm. rum- it's rummage
1: around for garbage. And then all of a yeah. sudden it's it's like making shit float. So right. Without the joke of. Oh my god, the the strongest one of all is this little piece of shit. Yeah.
2: Where
1: the what's the point of the new so they're it's saying that all of these frogs
2: have yeah, this the baby
0: ba- yeah, the baby's good at the, too, oh, yeah, the, see, the, the, the force too. See that ruins the
1: whole that ruins the whole joke. There's yeah. no joke in the second movie then when you when you run into this frog.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but also this is a huge marketing opportunity. And I read a tweet also that I thought was great. I should start actually copying these down so I can like give them adequate credit. But there was a tweet that I saw that said um, baby Yoda is a secret plan by Disney to make all of its uh, women viewers want to have babies so that they can (laughs) repopulate their base. I saw the baby stuff, dude,
1: I, as a new dad, the baby shit was cute. They showed it sitting in a little cockpit and playing with things, looking at the, looking at at its new dad. Like, should I be touching this? Like that's, that's some baby pandering right there. And I, and I, I did, I did say, Oh,
0: Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. and they did some really good riffs on it, too, where the baby Yoda presses the button and it's like juveniles back that ass up coming. Like (laughs) there were some really good, uh, you know, gags that they did. Well, they should do your
1: joke. They should do your joke, but do it with the frog and just say. Everybody thinks it's it's heavy in the force because of the other, you know, the other mm-hmm. frog was. And then it turns out it's just this little garbage eating fucking <laughs> ghoul. It's just this little stupid thing. They, <laughs> like this guy kills billions of people. And he try, yeah. You know, he's, he's just massacring everybody. He gets it over there and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what is it? What is it? Well, I thought it was important. I saw the
0: I saw the other movies. I thought it was important. They're like, no, it's a fucking and frog, all the dude. all the, the that was a special the, frog. And the the Werner Herzog character is the guy who wants who wants the baby, right? Like he <laughs> he pays the Mandalorian uh, to go find the baby and then he finds the baby and like something clicks in his head and he's like, oh, I have to rescue this baby. So it would be funny if they get to it eventually, like you said, and there are no special powers and <laughs> they say, why did you want this? And, and Herzog's character, they're like, you just, you paid the largest bounty that's ever been paid. Like, why did you want it? He's then he was just like, I want to eat the frog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Life is pain and the frogs are delicious.
0: And the frog is good. I want to eat it. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I don't have much to say. It's a completely fine show, which again, go retreating some, uh, some, some well-tread ground here. But, um, but basically, I mean, that's, that's what you can say about like all the Marvel stuff and all the Star Wars stuff is that it's fine, right?
1: Who's doing, who's doing that show? Is it the, is it, what's his name? John Favreau. What a charmed life that fucker leads, huh?
0: Yeah, he just, he does. There was a video of him talking to Gwyneth Paltrow and he had like forgotten, some of the Marvel movies that he had done. Like he, he didn't, <laughs> re- he didn't remember Iron Man three.
1: What does that yeah. tell you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about the, you remember swingers. That's, I always think of him as the yeah. guy in swingers or the guy right. in, Ma- in made. Mm-hmm. And uh like, that was, that was all about the cynicism of Hollywood and, you know, making it out there and selling out and shit. And, like fast forward and and he's just the, he's a corporate monstrosity. I mean, he's, I guess he's giving it something that I don't think we would, you can lay it all at his feet, right? He did the first iron man. So it's because of the guy from swingers, we are enduring the change in cinema. You know what I mean? Like you can trace it back to that as the, just like the first James Bond movie, Dr. No, everything was kind of already there.
2: Mm -hmm. You think
1: that the first one would just be kind of, you know, shaky, not, not, you know, like a first album, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but it had the, you know, it had music, it had the intro, it had the, the, you know, grotesque bad guy, it had everything. So, um, Iron Man seemed to, the Marvel universe seemed to just spring forth fully
0: from that seed
1: from that, that it's all in that movie already. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess that's impressive, you know, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that he, I guess that he did that, that he seems to like these things. You know, it's not it's not yeah. as cynical as it might sound for somebody who can't remember doing them. But
0: no, you know, the thing is, man, is that he's figured out the formula. And um, and if you don't, if you if you just don't have any real interest in doing anything new and you've grown <laughs> up liking these stories. I mean it's a perfectly it's it's a great gig. I take it in a heartbeat, you know? Like, I was
1: watching like, the did you see the ads for the new that Black Widow movie?
0: No, um, I, I didn't see it.
1: It's um it's just a weird, weird commercial all around. The trailer uh I mean it's already it's so late on that character. They right. they had their chance right. to do that character. I mean spoiler, she's dead if you guys mm-hmm. have seen the movies,
2: mm-hmm. she's
1: dead so that's weird also that means it's going to be one of those when all these other things were happening here's an adventure which is 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 fine if it was a low stakes thing but you can tell just you can you can smell the stakes in the in the movie that every one of them is off on a tangent saving the world at all times oh yeah which is kind of annoying
2: yeah
1: also what's kind of funny is the um the fact i was talking to somebody else about this All those Marvel movies have those moments, the DC movies even more, where they're clearly filmed in some European tax shelter, some gray, gray Russian, you know, Bulgarian nothing city. And then they're like, you know, the slums of LA. This movie actually takes place in the Bulgarian tax shelter because she's from, she's from there. So they saved the, they saved a lot of money there. Also, they seem to have hired um, some nobody European director Mm-hmm. And this I've noticed this, too, where when they give um, a woman director the shot, it's always somebody that they can underpay. Like, there is no mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. there's no way mm-hmm. that this person who does has done nothing but what Scandinavian indie films and shorts is suddenly getting a big paycheck. They they check the box and they're like, somebody's going to Google who the director <laughs> is. So we better make it a woman. And then they just exploit some person who's doing right. the indie grind. <clears throat> And, uh, instead of giving it to, I mean, maybe the, the, I don't know. I don't know what goes on as far as what the, the big female directors are up to, but maybe they turned it down, but I, mm. I don't, I don't think they did. I think that they just said, how can we satisfy anybody who checks? Right. And then, and they're like, you don't even have to leave your house. Cause this is going to be a cheap movie that yeah. we're going to film in your backyard. And, yeah. uh, we'll just run around the rubble, you know, and we'll act like it's some sort of, uh you know, seems like a quick, squalor. it's like a quick
0: slam dunk. All you have to pay for are the special effects and Scarlett Johansson. That's it. You yeah, know, so
1: got she's just got to, you know, jump up the legs. The knees have to clamp around your jaw. Then she does this spin. So their right. groin is directly in your face. And then right. when her groin is in your face, you're taken to the ground. She yeah. spins, throws the hair back. And what are you going to do about it? What are you yeah,
0: going to do? do about it? She just fucking killed you with her knees, dude. She
1: killed you. She killed you with her hotness that's yeah, so right. you lose
0: right exactly yeah you just like you sat there and you're like oh man my ne-, they do that that movie thing where they like the actor does like a quick like jerk you know and then there's that yeah. sound effect and you're like oh right. they're fucking dead dude they're dead just snapped his fucking neck
1: <laughs> and you're in the and you, osborne's in the audience saying why don't they just punch her why, why did she have to be so
0: <laughs> just punch her in the face P- punch her just fucking hit her bro (laughs) tie her to a chair and start beating on her dude this is
1: (laughs) i I see they got the uh they got the girl from midsummer she's in the
0: new oh really oh well good for her
1: i like i like her
0: a lot yeah she was was fantastic in Midsummer. yeah
1: i'm sort of annoyed you know i don't want to be one of those people like you don't get you don't get to have her in your movie but like Mm -hmm. that's such a step sideways i don't know
0: well i mean that's probably a good paycheck as well and I mean, everybody's trying to do this, right? I mean, there is, there isn't an actor that I can think of that isn't trying to pivot to these big, you know, tentpole movies where they can... I mean, think about how easy it is, man. Like, you got a movie like Midsummer. She had to act her ass off in that. And it's like she gets a bigger paycheck to just, like, stare at a green screen and be like, it's coming! Or, D- everybody get down! You know, well, I, I guess
1: she has maybe that's a real accent in real life. Did you see those uh, those pictures of she, she was dating or is dating Zach Braff, that tool Ew. that did the Garden State.
0: That's a that's
1: a, a smaller example of you shouldn't be able to have this dude like you don't you don't get to like swoop in on the starlets right. who are doing the, the hot new movie.
0: But he's always been that way. Zach Braff so, has always and,
1: done that. You just see him holding hands with her, and you just want to say, "Dude, no, no,
0: mm-hmm. you don't get to do that. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not for you. You know that um, guy's not slinging dick. <laughs> He's not slinging that big dick. Well, what's the last that, thing he did? I mean, is not that big braff penis. She's
1: above, she's above him, right? He did. What was the totally. last? thing He did. He he had a kickstart his last movie.
0: Yeah, and it sucked.
1: Yeah, the one I saw that. I I tried to watch, I watched half of it. I mean a, yeah. I liked Garden State soundtrack like everybody else, you know, a decade ago, but oof. That was a that was a quick quick crash and burn with that guy.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it but one second cool. I was
1: gonna say something about Hold on, uh, one second one second. I'll
0: be right back. Be right back. All right. I gotta get my I gotta get my Oh, oh my legs. All right, I'm back. Oh, speaking, of, speaking
1: of speaking of Midsummer, I watched um I watched Wicker Man again recently, the real one, not not the not the joke, not the Nick Cage nonsense. Uh, I've I've seen it probably three times now, but I hadn't seen it since Midsummer. Uh, My sister hadn't seen it, so we queued it up. Yeah, and uh, Amy wasn't going to watch it with us because we had watched it before, just before Midsummer. Um, And I, she immediately was drawn to it again because it's so good. Right. Uh, I never realized. I mean, I knew watching Midsummer that it was. Clearly riffing on it, but yeah. Midsummer is just a soft reboot of Wicker Man 100%. Right. right. Yeah. There's, I couldn't, I couldn't get all the parallels out of my mind. And there, <laughs> I'm not going to go through them. I, I don't know if we already did go through some of them. I don't but think but so. There's so many more, though. It, it's, um, it's to where the, it's, I mean, I don't want to take away from that movie because I really, really like that movie, mm-hmm. but I think there's more. Ambition in um, his first movie, Hereditary. Hereditary. Because even though that's kind of a you know a riff on other kinds of movies, this one is is kind of like a cover album, which and those can be done really well, right? And this was done really well, but right. there's some things that are speaking directly to it, and some things that he doesn't seem to care about. Like one of the main things about Wicker Man was the battle of Christianity against paganism, and that's in there a little bit in Midsummer. And you're thinking of all the things for him not to go all in on. You know, he's going all in on all the imagery and the rituals, and so many actual scenes are just in there.
2: Yeah.
1: But and then I realized uh, yesterday or two days ago, um, the character's name is Christian,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that's as much in the Midsummer. His name's Christian, and that's as much as he cared about doing that like you could tell you he, he was so entrenched in his love for wicker man he said i guess i should address this what if yeah. the guy? what if the person who burns his name is christian i don't know i don't give a shit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. Like,
0: yeah 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 no no that's actually that's from what i've read of him uh actually talking about the movie that seems to be his he basically has said in several different interviews he's like yeah, it's basically the wicker man, you know. He's like, <laughs> We all know where it's going. We all know what's gonna happen. So he's like, so his whole goal when he was making the movie was so how do I get from point A to point B in an interesting way? Everybody knows where it's going, but how do I make that interesting? And well, I like it was and, it was refreshing, also, the honesty.
1: I, I think it is too, because it it um it enhances the fact that midsummer is funny in a lot of ways mm. and you're afraid to laugh at it because you feel that dread. Same with hereditary. There was a lot of humor in there. Oh, yeah. um, but when you watch Wicker Man, you realize how hilarious Wicker Man is with its goofy songs. And there's just some mm-hmm. straight up fucking gags and stunts in that. There's, there's like pratfalls and shit. Like it's supposed to be, um, you're supposed to be having fun yeah. with your horror movie. And mm-hmm. uh, it kind of lets you, so I guess I'm saying two things, like ironically, you will appreciate midsummer more once you realize what a direct uh line from a previous movie it is yeah. uh, because it's not um it's not hereditary right. which is uh which is a different um darker animal midsummer yeah. is a big is a big party, you know
0: it um, really is yeah, I mean even when the bad stuff starts to happen, I remember one thing that I liked about midsummer was that yeah like you said you're having fun you know what's happening but you kind of it's like it, a, it's yeah. it's just yeah. so casual the way that they don't make any of the cult members sinister they make them weird and goofy and right. but they're they're all like they're they never there's never a part except for um the weird deformed like inbred kid that's the only like sinister character everybody else forgetting. in every scene is just like Every is just always smiling, like they never do a thing where the bad guy is like, and right. now you will be burned. They're all just I, like, Well, oh, it's I time to get the ritual.
1: I keep forgetting that the deformed kid even exists, he yeah. doesn't make much of an impact in that movie at all.
2: Not really, but yeah. The uh, really.
1: like, in, like the Wicker Man, there's a uh, you know, the, the cop is doing this bumbling, uh, crime solving mission, and mm-hmm. so you, you're just kind of getting annoyed and sick of him. And so the Christian character in Midsummer kind of takes the brunt of the, you know, the, the audience getting frustrated, right. but the, um, but they also, it's like they, they compartmentalize aspects of that, of the Wicker Man through different characters in Midsummer. I noticed that, the, because uh, in Wicker Man he steals the fool costume and then he's the fool in the in the parade, and the the big evil uh, guy Christopher Lee, uh, for you Star Wars fans like yourself. Uh, Christopher mm-hmm. Lee's like, cut a caper, man, to, like tell him to dance. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. take this seriously, even though he knows the, the, that the guy is in that costume. And mm-hmm. so in the midsummer, they've got the, the butt of the jokes is the fool again. But they they had to make that a different person because you can't make the girl the fool and you can't make right. Christian the fool. You have to. It's like he he kind of solved it, too, even though he, he steals it and solves it. And he does this thing to it where he takes all those aspects and gives you more satisfaction. Like you really want to see the fool punished, but in a different way than you want to see Christian punished. And in a different way, you want to see the girl, I wouldn't say punished, but at least come to some sort of religious awakening. So they did all three with one guy in Wicker Man, and it made it um, a little queasier. Where here he's just like, I'm going to make this really easy on you guys. And you're going to go in all these different directions so that you come out of that and you want to dress up like this as Halloween, for Halloween. You know, you're not going to have that hereditary feeling where, you know, people are saying, I don't ever want to see that again. Oh,
0: <laughs> but yeah, they, all, but yeah. they
1: liked it. People that liked it say never again.
0: Never but, again. Yeah, no, I've watched <laughs> that movie three times now. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's good. Stuff. I, can't, I can't get enough of it. In Midsummer, I've watched, again, I watched the director's cut. Um, it's, all, it's just so good all of his choices are so smart. He knows exactly what we already know. That's the thing, man. I want filmmakers like this guy, um what's his name Ari Aster, who respect our intelligence. That like know that we've seen a movie before. That those are the kind of movies that I yeah. like where it's this well, idea of, you know, there are beats that movies. we have to hit, but it's like but we can also skip a bunch of beats too. We don't have to well, you can't go through everything. You
1: can't because it's you're talking about movies for movie people. Just like just like when they call us uh, a writer's writer. Like, no, that means that's the kiss of death. No, you got to yeah. you got to dumb it down. You got to make it stupid.
0: Right. Like right.
1: this fucking piece of shit I just watched. Ready or not.
0: Uh, what, what is talking that?
1: Fucking garbage. It's uh, you probably saw the preview. Um, families get uh, this guy. These two people are getting married and they have a really rich family. And um, they play a game uh, where they play hide-and-seek and and hunt the bride to try to kill her. If she makes it till dawn, then she survives. It's something that they do with new new couples in this rich family. And it's uh, uh, played—I'm just going to ruin it because it's fucking terrible. And I'm really mad at how many times I get burned from people on Facebook who say they love these things. It's the scourge of positivity, dude. I was complaining about this before. Like, it's okay to say if something's bad. I don't know who whose fucking nephew made this movie, but for some reason the, the fix is in, and everybody's saying it's good. It's terrible, and it's yeah. not even. It's not just terrible. It's it's um, it's terrible in a way that it's obvious terrible. It's like even Blumhouse would say, eh, "I don't know, that's that's a little too <laughs> stupid for us this year." Right. And it's got all these stupid lines in it for the trailer, and uh, I'm gonna like I said, I'll ruin it. It t- it turns out that. They're all Satan worshipers and they, they have to sacrifice her. But then it makes no sense because they have to. Um, they say that they've only had to do this ritual once because if you draw another card, you'll just play shoots and ladders or some shit,
2: which mm-hmm. makes no
1: fucking sense.
2: Right?
1: Because uh, then nobody would take it seriously if they had never seen it. Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't be so eager to murder someone and feel weird about it. If right. you don't know what's what that you have to do it or that's been done before. Instead, right. they go into this room and they say, well, we're going to play whatever game you choose on the card. And the h- new husband is obviously worried that she's going to select the hide and seek card because that's to the death. And everybody <clears throat> else is like, well, when I was here, we, we just played, you know, tic-tac-toe. When I was here, we played connect four, whatever the mm, games were. Mm,
2: mm. Um,
1: and then this and then she draws the bad card. And then they talk about if anybody ever done that before. And they say well, only one time has somebody drawn that card when they were little kids, they vaguely remember killing someone. So again, like you don't unless, and that's only like one of the characters has this memory. The other people are just, you know, dancing around with shotguns and fucking crossbows and stalking the, uh, girl in the bride's dress so that she can cock a shotgun and, and do a, like uh, Bruce Campbell lines, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just bad. And
0: well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, though. At any point in this film, does she get punched in the face?
1: <laughs> she might. Oh,
0: she I might. She have might. To, I might have to check it out. You might have know. to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the big my biggest gripe was everybody has been billing this as, uh, you know, a big fuck you to to the uh, to rich people, big class warfare kind of deal. And uh, okay. all all they do is slaughter maids. Oof. It's like Star Trek. They're, all they're Yikes. doing is act, they're accidentally shooting maids with crossbows and shotguns. Like, oh, no, there goes uh, Sarah. What are we going to do with the body? And it's supposed to be funny. And I'm thinking, where where are your balls to start off in these?
0: Well, uh, they don't do it. That's why they, That's why after the El Paso shooting, they canceled uh, the movie The Hunt. Right,
1: right. They
0: canceled uh, The Hunt. They were like, afraid, oh, this learn. is. And it was like, and that's a movie literally where people are killing the rich. Now, come on. You want to talk about the fix being in the
1: Fix is Well, that's the what they fix did here. Is
0: fucking in, bro.
1: I mean, that so it makes it not satisfying because you're killing like the, the biggest problem to her that she has to battle toe to toe is the butler. How right. is that like a fuck you to the rich? Right. Um, it's not. And it. there's like, you know, there's no characterization. Um, it's. It's terrible. And the ending is so bad because they're so scared of having her kill all these rich people. This, this is not a joke. So the mm-hmm. end of the movie, they put her on a big pentagram. They're going to stab her. She, yeah. breaks, she breaks loose and she manages to fe- uh, fend them off until dawn. They open the blinds and the family's like, God damn it, it's dawn. And they're all worried because they don't know what's going to happen. Apparently this has never happened before. Nobody's ever survived it even though they've only played it once, but Whatever. So at dawn, you know, they're kind of like open one eye, then open the other. what's going to happen? And they all explode one at a time. Oh, by Satan blows them up. So, again, somebody at the 11th hour said, well, what if we take it out of her hands? What if we make sure she doesn't kill any rich people on screen? Right. right. So they all so they all detonate for, you know, just like if they, they yeah. say something goofy and then they explode. And the, so yeah. while they're playing this music, like, let's play hide and seek, boys and girls. It's so stupid.
0: I hate it. I hate and, there's, it. Yeah. and here's
1: another thing they, they could have, uh, if they would have thought about it for five seconds, right before her husband blows up, who has a change of heart, he decides he wants to kill her, too. At the last minute, it's supposed to be a twist. I don't know. I was checked mm-hmm. out by then. Um, mm-hmm. He's the last one to blow up. And he says, see, I didn't I didn't explode. Um, I still love you. And she takes off the ring and she's like, I want to know. And then he explodes and I was thinking that's pretty stupid, but what if that made him blow up? What if the like Satan character had a thing where you need some sort of couple at the head of the rich family. So you could hit the reset button. So as long as, as long as she does uh, those two are left, they would be, you know, forced to maybe play the game again. And so then if she said, I want a divorce, it breaks that bond and that causes him to explode. Not just that it's incidental. incidentally right. explodes after her fun yeah. line for the trailer. You right. know what I'm saying? But they're so stupid. Saying, yeah. they, don't, they don't even think about these things. They don't even think about how to make their own movie better. They just, and then well, she sits it, it,
2: she, sits also, down
1: and she smokes that, a cigarette ahead. and then she, she sits down and smokes a cigarette and she says, fucking in-laws or some stupid line and then they play some music. And all these dumb
0: ass dumbasses
1: in the fucking feed are like, oh man, this is great. I'm gonna watch this in the holidays, I'm gonna watch this every year with my family. And it's like it's like the the bacon lovers. Like, do you really love it? I mean, do you just think yeah. you're supposed to love it? Right. Cause it hit those stupid beats, those basic right. beats. Right. right. I shouldn't be so annoyed with it, but I it just well, made me mad because I was sold a bill of goods. Everybody was saying it was good. It's got an eighty eight percent on rotten tomatoes. There's no reason right. for this
0: right well and that's something that most movies get really really wrong um especially when it comes to satan worshipers or cults um when they get it right they get it right but in a lot of these movies uh you know i'm trying to think the ones that did it right were cabin in the woods midsummer did it right and like rosemary's baby obviously makes a lot of sense because they're they're trying to make the antichrist so that that makes sense but this whole, like, you have to sacrifice somebody because they pulled a card. It's like, what? what is the devil doing, right? He's like, <laughs> make this the most convoluted way to explode people possible. If you have that kind of power where you can explode people, why don't you just go around and do it? Why don't yeah, you just, ex- like, why make all these fucking rules about how yeah, people because are, it's like...
1: Cause it was written yeah. in reverse. It was written backwards. Right. You right. know, they, the ending was everybody was trying to patch up the holes. So mm-hmm. you're, you you mm-hmm. end up with this thing that doesn't make any sense. Um, right. But enough, we right. talked way too much about that one. Um, did you yeah. still want to do your Facebook corner? I know you've abandoned Facebook.
0: Oh, Facebook Compl- corner, yeah, yeah, is it yeah. going to be one do... of
1: our features that we announce and then never do again. That's fine too.
0: no, but... no, 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 no. Let's do Facebook corner. This is my favorite corner. Um, for me, it's probably it's probably more Twitter corner now. But but you got you you collect some gems. You collect some I, Facebook I, I so, gems I, that you that you email uh, to me. I do, and and so I basically I do. Watch. That I don't course. have. You know, so scrolling a Facebook feed is a pretty mundane. Uh, it's irritating and and awful, but it's mundane. What I get though, what I get from uh, from Dave here is I, I get the highlight reel. I get the I get the best posts of the day. So you
1: better be on your best behavior because yeah, I send yeah. I send that shit right to him.
0: And I you see all of missed,
1: it. You missed. And I'm um, go ahead. I was gonna say you missed uh, a voucher con. Is that how you even say that? Boucher-Con Boucher-Con, Boucher-Con. Kind of yeah, Bouchercon, Bouchercon,
2: yeah, Bouchercon,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, um, You missed that whole thing. You missed the. Uh, um, where was it? It was near you, wasn't it?
0: I was there. Yeah, you I was at, at Bouchercon.
1: See, I'm, yeah, you. What I'm saying is, you missed the. You missed all the pictures. You actually right. were at Bouchercon.
0: That's right. I think mm-hmm.
1: I saw you in one of the pictures, which was real confusing to me because I'm on right. Facebook, and there you are, but yeah. you're in somebody else's picture, and you're yeah. not even doing the pretend to punch each other pose, which is required for crime writers. You're not even pretending to hit anybody. Like what are you even doing in the picture?
0: <sighs> yeah, no. Um, yeah. Well, your, whose picture was there? I
1: Whose picture was uh, I You were at a table. Uh, Scott Adlerberg was there. He's usually not far behind. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the only two people I remember. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't think you were tagged. You might've been eating. Oh,
0: might've at the eating. Mexican restaurant. Yeah, that was my idea. I, I was familiar with Deep Ellum because I used to, it was in Dallas, and I used okay. to go to uh, Deep Ellum, this neighborhood in Dallas, a lot when I was a kid to watch, um, you know, mindless self-indulgence concerts and, you know, dog fashion. All these, all these Mister Bungle esque bands would roll through Deep Ellum, and I would, I would head down there to watch it. So I, I knew the area pretty well, and it's, it's mostly unchanged. A lot of mo- all the clubs that I went to go um, watch bands in ten years ago are still there um all the restaurants and stuff so yeah so i i basically i made everybody get into an uber so that we could go to this mexican restaurant and then we were in deep Elm and it was starting to kick off and the partying was starting to happen and i was getting ants in my pants i was like oh this is gonna be so much fun and everybody wanted to go back to the hotel to the hotel bar where everybody else was so they, you know, meet, so they could meet some famous people. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's that's pr- well there were some, I think there were some like uh like Jordan, um, who I think wanted to be close to his bed because, you know, he, he when it's time to go to sleepies, he wanted to go sleepies. But I think a lot of it was like, let's go back to, you know, the hotel. And and I'm like, dude, we have a group here of like 15 people. We're all we're all having fun. Like, let's go tear shit up. But nobody was into it. So we all went back to the hotel bar. And uh, yeah, I ended up. I, I met some new people who I liked. Uh, I also basically. I was only there for the one day. I was. It's kind of convoluted why I was there. You know, I, I went to London and I dropped my dog off at my mother-in-law's house, who lives in Oklahoma, because she's the only person I trust to actually take care of my dog. And uh, so I was on my way back up to Oklahoma to pick up my dog. And so I figured I would go through Dallas and say hi to everybody, but. Long story short, so I was there for one day, one night basically. And that no, was all it took. The, That's all I needed. I, I you got, got the best it. out of it.
1: Yeah, I, look, I got it. They look like uh, I mean, I like those guys that you were that you were hanging out with. I um, you know, a lot of these people I consider actual real life friends of mine. I've yeah. met them and hung out mm-hmm. with them. Right. And I enjoyed about, you know, a dozen I think I've read about a dozen books from Bouchercon regular uh you know people people that are very involved with it i think i've right. probably at least a dozen books and enjoyed uh, quite a bit of them i would say right. that there's a a better ratio than maybe the horror books
0: right right maybe
1: it's clo- I, no think, there I, is I think a better
0: ratio i don't read anything anymore from the crime yeah. community even from my buddies um back
1: when i made an effort to read
0: everything
1: yeah. i think right. that there was that stuff was a little closer to maybe because it's closer to my own um aesthetic at the time um but uh, you know t- to be honest though dude i have a hard time taking that convention seriously and it's oh,
0: really uh, why is that
1: well i mean
0: <laughs> no because i'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure i'm gonna agree with what you're gonna say so i was i, I was have, pretending okay, I, to be I, confused i have a lot
1: of reasons for everything and you probably have heard many of them but i would say the bottom line is that i can't take seriously their um their awards because they and this is going to sound like sour grapes but they snubbed hard sentences which yeah. i don't know if people even listening would even know what that is but hard sentences <laughs> was an anthology of crime fiction based on alcatraz mm-hmm. it was the first of its kind there wasn't anything like that out there there wasn't anything like that in alcatraz itself because i checked there's right. nothing in the bookstore even remotely the bookstore was selling al capone cleans my shirts young adult books and like right. uh print on demand um self-published like pamphlets mm-hmm. that were done by former guards, you know, those kind of books that are right. so thin and shiny that they just wrinkle right up. It was yeah. like wrinkled books on these empty shelves. So yeah. I thought it was a hole that needed to be filled. The book, our book, uh, actually, we sh- I should tell people that you co-edited it with me. Yeah. Helped compile it with me. Um, sold in the actual Alcatraz Island gift shop. This fucking book was there in the bookshop. Mm-hmm. And blurbs by scott phillips who did the ice harvest which i see is all over people's pages because of christmas right we we had pro rate or semi-pro rate payments for the authors those that got semi pro rates don't or those that got pro rates please don't tell the people that got semi-pro rates <laughs> but depending on your you know everybody got paid good original art was commissioned for the book blah 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 it won its uh, some awards it was picked for some best of stories in it were reprinted um Some of the authors got a double payday and some uh, best of uh, anthologies. Yeah. Long story short, they wouldn't put it on the ballot for their, what is it, the Anthony Award? They wouldn't put it on the ballot because whoever runs it has had like a blog post where they, they listed the books that were on it and it wasn't there. So other people put it in the comments like, hey, why don't you guys put hard sentences on there? It's got a bunch of your your favorite authors are involved, you know. This isn't, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna talk about myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was this weird silence, this weird. So I started to like bristle a bit and say, like, who's making this ballot? Why isn't this even being considered? Uh-huh. And people were just like, Well, you know, cool off, dude. You know, it's not a good look. What do you, you know, and it's like, this isn't for You're about to open
0: up a can of worms with me, dude. This isn't for
1: other, yeah, it's not for, it's not even for me. This is for other authors to get their stories recognized. And they can't acknowledge that this thing, they wouldn't even put it on the fucking ballot. Not only was it better than what won, do you know what fucking won? The, the,
0: no what the
1: the convention anthology the one by the
0: oh the, with stories, weird how that works huh was mm. stories
1: by the people voting for the anthology the, apparently this is a real thing that happened oh yeah is that uh-huh. people will vote for their own shit to win that award so they oh, have no yeah. problem putting that book on there anyway yeah. uh, they've since um I I complained about it when it happened I don't know if this has anything to do with it but they rather than uh, fix their system they've removed anthologies from their ballot completely you can't wow. they don't even have best story or best or maybe they have best story but they don't have best anthology or best collection those are gone so yeah. that was that was their solution was to remove the category because they knew they couldn't stop all those fucking climbers and suckasses from voting for themselves over and over every year so that the voucher right. con anthology would win yeah
2: that
1: so that's the that's why i've sort of got a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to it it's coming to sacramento which is just down the street so i could go to it next year and still might because like i said a lot of those guys i like hanging out with those guys but as Uh far as taking the awards seriously um and i'm not even gonna get into well well, let me ask
0: you this let me ask you this is is Crime Reads affiliated with the Anthony Awards? I
1: don't think so. I don't. Okay. Well, I don't know, okay. but I I, don't, I think it's the Crime Reads cuz they were a having
0: a little bit of the same problem recently where they were,
1: they were having some trouble. They They're posted they
0: like they posted their like hot up and coming new authors and, and some some dude I have no idea who this guy is like in the comments is like uh, yeah, hey, it's it's a little weird um, that seven of these authors are on your board of directors. Is that, isn't that a little strange? Like, isn't that like a conflict of interest? Which, by the way, I will say that this, this is just kind of how I think all industries work, right? I mean, people vote for themselves. They vote for their friends. They use their platforms to advance themselves. It's not unique to Crime Reads or the Anthony Awards. But I was cracking up when this guy was like, yeah, uh, I, got a, I got a question. Um, how, come, how come everybody who's on this list is also employed by your website? Isn't that does anybody else think that's what and like and what's funny to me about that? <clears throat> oh, by the way, you know, how I said can of worms, right? Right, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. That's oh, actually a can shit. of that's oh, that's, a, that's a can in. of it's that's a, be a long one, uh, that's, a, that's a that's a can of beer, but you know, but it's still you know. So, I have <clears throat> how do I how do I say this without naming anybody's name? Hmm, well, I'll just I'll just say my friends, right. So there's a there's an anthology that's coming out recently, and a, a, a friend of mine who has a story in the anthology had a had a conflict of interest, right, with the okay. fact that his that his story was in this thing with this other author who he takes issue with based on their profession, um, and he you know so he sends an email uh to the editor and says like you know hey I I kind of like don't really want my want to be affiliated with this? Like, can we change our name? And, and they like, and they start freaking like this, this community cannot stand it when, when people like take issue with, with real things, you know what I mean? So like, instead of, addressing his concern and being like yeah sure whatever man that's fine like they're just like oh we want to make sure that you're not going to rock the boat that you're not going to say anything that could jeopardize the anthology but but, you know what everybody's walking on these eggshells and it's like first of all the guy has a great point um i wish i could be more specific but i can't Um, do that
1: do that after the, after we click off the record button
0: oh that'll be, the, that'll be for the that'll be the deets. almost good almost good after dark um <laughs> but it's this so the can of worms that i have right it's kind of complex so i don't actually have a problem with it's it's goofy but i don't actually have a problem with a voucher con anthology winning an award at Bouchercon, and i don't have a problem with Crime Reads having seven of their authors uh on their on their got to read list um be part of the actual company. I don't have a problem with that because that's the way this whole thing works. I'm so jaded with everything that I just when I see that I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it's done. That's that's how we this is how we do it, right? Um I mean, I've been on lists from websites that are run by you know, close friends of mine. You know what I mean? And it's like, they probably didn't read my fucking book. You know, they just threw it up there because we're buddies. And they're like, hey, you know, I'll get David a little bit of uh, exposure. So I don't, that's just how this whole thing works. My problem is, you see what I did there? You see how I was just honest about how everything worked?
1: Oh, they don't like I that. Just, they don't like that because yeah. you're, you're, mis- you're minimizing their success. I just Googled uh, crime reads looks like it's from lit it's lit hub spinoff. I didn't even know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's,
1: it's from a um, more prestigious uh,
0: um, umbrella
1: than I thought. Um, Right. Go ahead.
0: Right. Um, So basically like the fact, like just be honest. Like my problem is never with quote unquote unethical or shady behavior. (laughs) I don't have an issue with it. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's how this whole everybody's trying to win and everybody's trying to get seen and and I'm I'm cool with just like writing whatever. I'll be pals with everybody. It's fine. But I'm like, the thing that gets me is is whenever this kind of stuff is called out, instead of saying, Well, yeah, there people who work for us are on this list, of course, because we know them, so we've read their books, so we can actually say that they're good or not. You know what I mean? Like just just being honest right. like that to me goes so much further than this whole like campaigns you know that. that they wage of silence where they don't say anything and they try to sweep things under the rug because God forbid they people think that that these awards are anything less than a circle jerk joke, right? But when I say circle jerk joke, I'm, it's not coming from a bitter place because <clears throat> I've won one of those awards before. Well, you know mine's what I mean, coming, like
1: mine's coming from a better place.
0: Yeah. Mine's Mine's not from a bitter place. Mine's mine's just from like just 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 be fucking just be real with people. Just be honest, you know? Like be this is this is what it it's a dying industry. Nobody reads these books. And and everybody's trying to scramble to to do this thing because they all have childhood dreams of being a writer because they wrote a story when they were in the fourth grade and everybody told them that it was great. So they based their entire lives around becoming an author, right? And enough people did that you have this crowded wall street like room of everybody waving their hands trying to get their attention on their mediocre bullshit and it's fine it's all okay who cares but just just stop just stop the bull. stop bullshitting people and stop, right and stop stop pretending that this is a real thing when it's not a real yeah, thing
1: and stop pretending you're making a living at it
0: yeah That's stop pretending you're making a living at it none of us are, rob hart is making a living at it jordan harper is making a living at it steph Cha is making a living at it Nobody else is making. A living. There's the yeah. There,
1: I was waiting for the pause. I knew it was coming quick because there's yeah. not how many more people. Well, I know J- Jeff Vandermeer must be making a living at it because he's had forty-seven posts about his book tour in six mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you hear that mm-hmm. his bo- He has a new book. And he's on tour. Did you hear this?
0: I did. and I also yeah, heard you- that he doesn't. He doesn't like loud clicking sounds. Apparently, those. <laughs> distract him when he's uh when he's doing his reading and it's so you know because it's I've been I was Facebook friends with him for years and we don't know each other we've never met I I love the movie Annihilation I I could I can't say anything about the guy's writing because I don't know but it's fun like as soon as some people get a little hint of success like all of a sudden all this like all this diva stuff comes out right like no loud click didn't you tell me that he blocks people who post gifts on his Facebook because they well, to, bother him to, or something.
1: To be fair, I think he's, his <clears throat> new policy is to warn them if they post them. But he said it makes him physically sick. I don't. What I, is he I,
0: talking about?
1: Here's the thing: if maybe if people were bombing his page with gifts, with like
0: to with like Gaspar Noe, like flashing <laughs> images. Like I get that. But, That's but I you think know like it, po- the Pokemon they gave all the kids. I seizures. just I just like, have a little real thing. I,
1: I get a little frustrated when I see somebody who has such a power differential telling other people what they can't do Uh, and the people and the people that are coming by that get chastised are clearly fans of his. So, you know, Maybe let I saw that thing where this reporter, guess.
0: this reporter was like, the reporter was like, uh, where, "Uh, is it? Would it be fine if I took pictures of your event?" And he says, "Yes, that's fine, but I will let you know I'm very sensitive to clicking noises." <laughs> and I read that and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude?" He's Doesn't like you- the guy from the video where he's like, "Just so that you know, uh, point point of privilege." uh we're all clapping for these things and some people are very sensitive to clapping so i would recommend snapping and it's like what are we doing here like what are we talking it, about i thought
1: he lived i thought he lived in a ravine with all the animals like dr doolittle don't they all make clicks and whistles
0: should i think love, they do should love yeah.
1: clicking sounds
0: that's true love. that's true. i should yeah. hey
1: you know vandermeer i think the problem there is I think he's officially like the most famous person on my Facebook feed now. Judging mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. number of posts of his success, I right. here two. I'll say two things. One thing is right. my least favorite sort of. He, it's weird that he has that level of success, but he's still like vague books about shit. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. and it reminds. This me, just shows you that it never goes away. It never it's never going to go away right? from these people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: you never, you never feel like you'll have. You've, it you would succeeded. like imagine.
0: Imagine Stephen that? King. Imagine Stephen King being like, uh, "Big news. Can't tell you about it yet, guys. But I signed <laughs> a contract today." Yeah,
1: and so isn't Vandermeer close to that at this point? Especially Stephen King's on the downs uh, downward trend, isn't he? And he's doing too- great, man. I mean, he had so he had that movie, he that amazing movie.
0: It. His new his new book is beautifully designed. I mean, he gets to go on book tours. He's he's in man he's he's made the thing so, so why are you going on social media and being I like think it's uh, big goose folks gotta someone, gotta
1: someone rejected him once and it's that's all uh, towards that mysterious that makes, person but yeah. here's the thing my my least favorite form of vague booking is when a successful person vague books about more success <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean
0: yeah. i
1: don't i don't have any good feelings for that I, I right. guess that makes I don't know if it makes me a terrible person, but if somebody, you know, if the underdog makes good and they're like, holy shit, something good coming, I'm, right. I am excited for them. If right. somebody is at the top of the world and they're like, well... Guess what? More good news coming. I just think, fuck yeah.
0: you, like Josh <laughs> Malerman or something, being <laughs> oh, like, "Hey, I have good news. I have good news." It's like, what is it? Better news that that <laughs> yeah, eighty-eight million people watch news? Bird Box? Is there is there's <laughs> more good news? Oh, please, there's I can't more let, good. <laughs> let me settle in with my cup of cocoa so I can I can read your do you get news. What's that?
1: <laughs> they get all the good news.
0: They get all the good news. Yeah, no, and it's there's and it no is
1: nothing left for us.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there, and there's a reason why you really shouldn't do that because bitter guys like you and me are watching that and they, we're just waiting. We're Here's just waiting.
1: Here's the thing. I'm gonna say two, I'm gonna say now some good things about Jeff Vandermeer. I asked him for a blurb once, and he said no, but he answered me, which was great, and mm-hmm. also he, he gave me a reason that he didn't yeah. like the subject matter. And that was the kind of bluntness or bluntness that I really appreciate because as you know, the Hollywood no is rampant. Like, oh yeah, especially yeah. for again the power differential. When somebody somebody doesn't answer you, and they you know that they have some sort of higher level of success, the the immediate anger that I feel is off the charts, and it's oh, not yeah. even it's not even sane. That right. I'll I'll think to myself, did you not? Are you not going to answer me? Are you, are you really, is that, is this really, who the fuck (laughs) do you think? What the fuck? I lose my fucking mind, dude. And I don't know if that's that's like buried in some deep level class warfare thing. Either way, either way. He sidestepped that. So here's to you. Here's to, you answered me. And Mm -hmm. uh, the other reason I can't remember what it is. Oh, I, I liked his books. So there you go. I liked uh, yeah. Born is interesting. This other one looks a little uh a little It's not getting good crazy.
0: reviews, man. not getting oh, good reviews.
1: I've seen, dude, are you nuts? I've seen 155 good reviews posted by Jeff Vandermeer himself.
0: Oh, uh, all I saw noon, was I think, I think it was, was it, was it, pu- was it Publishers Weekly or Kirkus that was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Um <laughs>
2: Well, I, guess I, can't it has, I saw it has like I, again,
0: pages. I'm out of the loop, man. I'm out of it's the that, loop. I don't, I, I, I read I'm, all I've been doing is it. reading. I've just been reading books by the Unabomber. That's all I've been reading recently. <laughs> of course. That, that's it.
1: It has a series of experimental things in it. Like uh I think there's a couple pages where it says I died and I was brought back. I died and I was brought back. I can see how that would have a cumulative effect. Um, yeah. and there's, uh, our, our, uh, our guy uh, Brian Carr does that in uh, Motherfucking Sharks, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. He does those experiments. So
0: um, now Brian, now that's a real motherfucker. That's a real dude. Like, oh yeah,
1: he's, he, speaking he of, stays speaking the of fuck honesty. away.
0: He got he got a he got a great deal on uh, his opioid Indiana from from Soho, and the book has been doing really great because he, he he'll text me about like updates about what's going on with the book and stuff. Um, but you you wouldn't know it. Nobody would know it. Nobody would know right. that this book is like so. Self- Nobody wow, would know not, that he had a yeah. he had a movie come out recently with uh, Johnny Knoxville in the lead role of a story that he wrote. Right? Like all this stuff is going on for Brian Young well, and, well, and he does he, he, do- do- he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't well, tell anybody. What, well,
1: that's what I'm saying, dudes. That's why you can't. It's hard to blame somebody like Vandemir because. He, he didn't maybe in his mind he thinks the the people that doubted me need to know. They need right. to know. And right. if and if I don't tell them, no one's going to, even if you have that level of, of fame like Carr, where somebody made a movie with the jackass guy, that's a that's a success story in my book.
2: Yeah. I didn't
1: know that. And I and right. I actually I follow him on Twitter and I read his stuff. I didn't even know that. So
2: yeah,
1: I'm I, I never told Brian Carr I didn't love him. So maybe right. he doesn't need me to know, you know what I mean? But right, some, right, right, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they need to know, you know,
0: who's going to yeah. tell him if you don't anyway. Right. Well, I say stuff. Other... I mean, I, I told, but I will say when I told people about my story being in the, on the Nicholas winning Reffin website, like I oh, waited. What it, until what is it this was you're talking announced.
1: about? What is this you're talking about?
0: But this, I waited until it was officially announced like what by the it? website. Maybe. You oh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a short story it's about six thousand words long there's a site called by n w r which uh Refn, uh he finds these old movies that are in the public domain and uh basically puts them out and they're all like kind of trashy older movies and uh william boyle who i published his um gravesend way back way it was one of the first broken river books so me and bill are really tight so so bill has had a lot of success he's another one who's very Graceful with his successes, right? Um, he uh, was tapped by this website to be an editor, uh, to like to find authors to write pieces for it. And he, one of the movies in this particular volume takes place, like, or rather, was shot in Norman, Oklahoma, which is where I lived for a good chunk of time. So, yeah, I wrote this little crime fiction piece, and I was super excited because he told me that he was skyping with uh, Reffin and the other editor, and they specifically liked my shit. They were like, Sweet. "That's awesome," and I was like, I like that. "It was it was a little win for me, dude. It was a little win. Yeah. It felt good." Um, but yeah. again, it's like you know, you wait and wait until the fuck. I was sitting on that for literally like seven months. Seven but months I sat on told, that, you, and then it, you, you told me pretty fast. I told well, I told my <laughs> friends. I tell my friends, but you don't do the vague. But you can't. Well, because I can actually tell you. I can say this is where it is. This is where it's going to be. Blah 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 blah. I can't, I can't I can't tell social media that so you just don't say anything. It's not hard. It's really not I, hard.
1: Just, I think that chill. it yeah. And honestly, <laughs> when it, when it comes to somebody like him and it comes to somebody like the people that surround him, when I see so many posts about his successes, um I actually when I see somebody the same people liking every single post within right. I'm crazy enough that I'll see it in the feed. It'll say like posted one minute ago and then I'll see somebody share or post it two minutes ago. You know what I mean? Somehow I blame them more. Somehow I blame that person even more because what are you doing?
0: What do you think you're going to get out of that?
1: Yeah, it feels like a transaction. It doesn't feel like fandom
0: because fandom
1: are the people that are sending the gifts that are driving him insane. Fandom are the people that want to go uh, medium and right. they're going to make that are going to make clicking noises and snap their fingers though that's fandom the right. people that are quietly marching to the to promote it don't right. feel like they're celebrating art to me they feel like they're doing something else yeah. And maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but i don't
0: so the don't books know. that i'm a big fan of the books that i've been reading recently because it, it hasn't just been the unabomber it's been other stuff too i've also been you know reading you know, Mein Kampf and, you know, stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was just trying to no. think of a similarly similarly maligned figure. Uh, I guess Hitler's a little worse than the Unabomber. But um, but no, like, I've been reading kid, a lot of do books. Do kids
1: today even know who the Unabomber is?
0: Oh, okay. So the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, um, he lived in the woods for 17 years in a cabin with no running water. He was a, a brilliant mathematician who um, was extremely anti-technology. He was um, basically like his whole, he's very anti-natalist. He's He doesn't think people should have kids. He thinks that, you know, radical action has to be taken to stop an impending ecological apocalypse. And, and he responded to this by, you know, locating the, the heads of several um, tech companies, including, I think, Microsoft and Apple and stuff, and and mailing bombs to them. So I think he killed three people and blew off one guy's arm. Since um, you're,
1: as a, as a new Star Wars, or sorry, as a new Unabomber fan, yeah. can you, can you answer this question for me? Why is yeah. it called the Unabomber? It makes me, it sounds like there's one bomb. Is it?
0: Uh, what? Oh what? gosh, I don't know. That's a really great question. I've never ooh, thought to ask why ooh. he was called the Unabomber. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause
1: it was, I, I always wondered about that. He was famous was for his, ske- big, his sketch like, wild too,
0: yeah 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 exactly well his sketch and uh, and so he evaded capture for a really long time too like so this was like this was a menace for a really long time and he was he was tough to locate because he was so off the grid he was he was just you know you know mailing these packages from a from a post office you know miles away from where he actually lived anyway his his writing is is very interesting but i haven't just been reading that i've also been reading um a lot of books on like climate change and ecology and philosophy and stuff like that and so with those people i'll tell folks about the books that i'm that i'm reading and and that i like them but i i actually never want to contact those people like i don't want to be those people's friends i the stuff that i like i have a very firm line now where i don't i don't want to know the person i do not whether that's music or movies or whatever like i never want to meet the person because almost across the board it's ruined shit for me you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I uh, I loved uh, you know Duncan Trussell's podcast. He he was a guy. He was on Joe Rogan a bunch. Uh, he has his podcast where he talks about psychedelic stuff. And I went to go see one of his live podcasts in in Brooklyn. And after the show, I I approached them outside <laughs> and I was like, Hey man, can I hang out with you guys? And they they were like, Sure, yeah, you can hang out with it. We're gonna go to a bar. You want to hang out? So I was like, Fuck yeah! I can't believe that worked. So I'm hanging out with the guy. And uh, it's like him and you remember this show Hamilton's Pharmacopia? It was on Vice. Um, Hamilton wow. Morris, he's Errol Morris's son, uh, did this okay. show on Vice where he like did a bunch of drugs and talked about. It. So it was me, Duncan Trussell, his crew, and then Ham- the Hamilton Morris, right? And so I'm in this group, and like I can't, I can't believe that I'm hanging out with these guys. You and know what then, I mean? And like, then
1: they raped you.
0: And then- <laughs> Well, yeah, wait, dude, you fucked up my whole story, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I was, building up, that. I was building up to I'm that. No, I was building up to that. No, but was... it's actually it's actually worse than that. It's worse than that. <laughs> oh, so no. what, what ended oh, up no. happening? Uh, dude, I still sometimes wake up at night and I think about this, right? Oh, so I'm sitting know. at this table with these people who I, you know, there were some other comedians there and stuff, <laughs> like there was all these people who I've, I'd like admired and I'd been listening to their pot, so it's like we're, we're friends already. Right. You know, and I'm just getting like, I'm, I'm so nervous to be around these people that I'm getting bombed. Right. And, uh, and I'm sitting there, I'm talking to to Duncan about Dune and, you know, we're having this great time. And I like, I was, I thought to myself, like Rios who for listeners, Rios is my wife. Um, I was like, Rios is not going to believe this. She's not going to believe that this actually happened. I have to take a picture to let her know that this happened. So I get my phone out, right? And they're all talking and I'm trying to be like kind of sneaky about it, you know? Like I have the phone sorted down and I just want to take a real quick click to preserve the moment. And I click it and my flash is on, right? Oh, so the flash no. lights everybody up, everybody covers their eyes, like what the fuck? Oh, and no. I was and I still I still think about that to this day. That <laughs> oh, I God. I was just so so mortified. Anyway, that was a huge digression, but my point is is that I never want to meet these people ever again. So there are these two groups. One of the groups is, um, you know, writers who I'm friends with, who I've been friends with for a while and will always be friends with. And those people I will support. I don't read a lot of stuff by them, but they're my buddies, right? Mm -hmm. Then there are these writers who I super admire, uh, who I never want to talk to. But there's none of those middle people, right? Like there's nobody who I fuck with or talk to or, or try to ask his because because i want something from them that to me is just so it's so fucking gross you know
1: yeah it's kind of and it's i mean especially with artists it's hard to it's hard to imagine that desperation if you're not part of these groups where especially if you see you know, mediocrity, winning the day. Like you start to, rather than that making you angry, you start to think I, I should, that, I could get that. I, I just need to, what are they doing? I need to do that. Or I need to direct my energy towards, you know, talking to the right people. And they go through that phase of doing that. Um, and it's, it's just so embarrassing to watch. And mm-hmm. I think it's just inherent in human behavior. Maybe I, I, but I'm trying to think of it outside of the art world. Mm-hmm. And um, I do remember things like the, like we're describing happening when I worked at the bookstore. I remember mm-hmm. I just by chance had a job where I was uh, sitting down at a desk because I was scanning books to send back, books that mm-hmm. didn't sell. So uh, I, my job wasn't any more prestigious than anybody else's. It's just that I needed a desk because I needed a computer. And back then, you know, the device had to be plugged in directly to some giant computer. So. <laughs> I had this desk and I had a table and I had some shelves and after doing this job for a while I'd started to put up some things on the, the uh, bulletin board above the desk to just not to claim the space but because I was there every day scanning things and boxing right. things and sealing up the boxes and then rolling them out into the warehouse so I just kind of started to claim the area inadvertently so then eventually it's full of like um you know, big chief CDs and fucking, yeah. uh, new metal, uh, uh CD little booklets. I'm, I've got like making little tents out of them and I'm doing all this weird shit in the corner. Um, long story short, uh, whenever they would hire somebody new, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and again, if you're at a book bookstore job back in the late nineties was, um, it wasn't as terrible of a job now. It was a job that, uh, it wasn't a career but it didn't feel like the dead end part-time nothing that it is now because they're dying back then right. it was it was a pretty good job to have like you want to work at a record store or a movie store or a bookstore you want to be yeah. around the things you like right so people would come in there and they're all kind of we're all kind of peers right mm-hmm. and they would see me I would just notice this the sort of anomaly every the first couple weeks the new person, would act differently around me because they thought I was some sort of authority figure because I had this desk,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and then eventually things would start to change and normalize. And uh, it took me the longest time to realize. In my mind, I just thought, "Man, I must make a great first impression. I must right. be awesome. What an awesome yeah. guy I am!" Like everybody yeah. just like really me, wants the protagonist to talk to of life. Yeah, like wow. Like I, I here, I thought that I you know had trouble making friends. And then things would cool off. And I would wonder, you know, maybe I'd make a terrible second impression. <laughs> yeah, but right, what, what right. happened was that they, they realized that I had no power over them. And somebody finally had to say it. This guy, Tom, starts working there. And we start yeah. hanging out. We're talking about stuff. And uh, after about a month or two, he goes, you know, I have to admit, when I first started working there, I thought you were a manager. And then uh-huh. after, after about a month, I realized this guy doesn't do shit. <laughs> this yeah. guy doesn't this guy like, why did I think you were a manager? And I'm like, yeah, man, of course I'm no manager. Don't call me a manager. Like, ha ha. ha. Right. And then later I have this, you know, dark night of the soul moment, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that I have to rethink yeah. all those initial right. relationships right. where right. somebody right. not that they were trying to get something out of me, but they there's something in the in the brain that makes you just sort of your voice goes up a little bit and you're a little happier around people
2: that
0: you're just the
1: slightest bit of extra something.
0: And- I have a story. I have a story that's very much like this, but first I have to urinate. So I'll be right back. All right. I'm back. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, yeah, my, my story is, is, is kind of like that. It's, um, it's basically, I met Bouchercon a few years ago. So actually there's two stories from this Bouchercon that I thought were hilarious. One of them is much more relevant to your particular story. Uh, and one of them is just kind of funny. So I'll tell the less the less interesting one first. So I was introduced to this couple at a bar at BoucherCon by like it was one of those instances where you're introduced to somebody by somebody that you barely know. Like you don't even know that person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, hey, this is and I'm going to go I'm going to go do something. Right. So they go somewhere and i'm trying to make small talk and this couple is you know they're up there they're in their 50s 60s maybe and they they look like um the kind of couple that would that would be like swingers like creepy swingers you know what i mean like the guy's got this like silver ponytail <laughs> pulled back really tight and and the and the the wife or girlfriend or whatever is kind of like he's got a lot of jewelry on you know um is it, i don't the, know is it
1: it's the, just... the chaizeen people oh no it
2: wasn't the Chinese people oh my god they kind of look like swingers
0: they look like but that's but that that's a funny story too um (laughs) but anyway so like so i'm sitting there talking and you know as i'm as i'm talking when i go to these conventions i like to i like to play everything down for the the reason that you stated exactly like i just want to talk to people first you know because Broken River is not huge, but people noticeably change when I say Broken River. They're like, "Oh, that's that's those are two words that I recognize." So, and you know, this this guy published you know Gabino's book, and you know that's a that's a big deal. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so people kind of change uh, subtly. So I just play. I'm like, "Oh no, I just like you know, I'm just hanging out." You know, because they ask you, "What do you what do you do?" They're fishing for something to figure out how important you are
1: they're asking and, what kind of what kind of car do you drive just like in swingers john yeah, Favre, godfather yeah. of marvel got there first with that
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What kind of car do you drive
0: so anyway so like so i i say so what uh so what kind of books do you guys write you know and they look at each other and they both like they scoff at the same time it was it was unified scoffing they both go uh, <laughs> um Crime fiction, right? Like I'm a fucking idiot. And uh this was years ago. This was before I started working out. If I if I had done that now with my muscles, i would have just (laughs) I would have just I would have just punched her right in the face. Oh
2: no. I would've
0: just fucking (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. But like but uh just just playing guys. Uh but no, like that was to me, that stuck with me, dude. That's that derisive just like and I was like, who the fuck are you people? Like, at this point, it's like I'm, I'm 25 years old and I'm, I'm here. And you're 60-something. I don't know who the fuck you are, right? If you want to play this game, if you want to play this status game, like, who the fuck are you? Like, right. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, the other one that's really funny at that same voucher I remember now, it was the one that was in Raleigh. So this was several years ago. Um, one of my buddies from Oklahoma... His name is Wayne, right? Wayne Wayne is a great dude. It's this big, like, six-foot-five, bald, redneck-type dude. I love him to death. Um, and we we did a lot of, a lot, a lot of drugs together, right? So that's kind of, like, where we, where we sort of came. Like, he lived in Raleigh. So I hit him up, and I was like, hey, dude, you want to go to a party? And Wayne is always down. He's like, hell yeah, bro, where is it at? And so this big, bald dude with a goatee shows up, right, wearing, like, a slayer t-shirt and jeans with holes in them and everybody that i introduced wayne to i introduced him as like a big time agent right like (laughs) i introduced him as like dude this guy is like this guy's my agent he's 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 got some big clients that i can't name right now but he is like he's like the agent right now in in new york and i swear to god dude like a dozen people swamped wayne and talk his poor ear off for like, for hours. Oh, poor poor and, Wayne. And he, and, and Wayne it, would just it, say shit like that. They'd be like, so what kind of books are you looking for? And Wayne would be like, man, you know, I'm looking for books that really pop. You know, he's like, I'm looking for books that really, that really change the whole market. You know what I'm saying? Like just complete bullshit. And they're sitting there just lapping it up, just listening. These hangers on dude, these people well, who, well, who joke, just joke's want. On
1: you. Jokes on you. Wayne signed for those people. <laughs> and they <laughs> <laughs> and they're in his guest house right now,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. That's that's all it takes. That's what that's what all these people don't understand about things like the book industry or, or movies or whatever. It's a gigantic confidence game, right? And it also just- and, yeah, and,
1: and it's confidence in reverse as well. Like it's people don't understand how easily it can happen in in that other direction. Like not to shit on people who's, who are on their way up, or, or well, maybe I am shitting on them a little bit, but but like right. consider consider this consider maybe just maybe when a big agent signs someone and they start getting their top tier placement and winning awards and people think, huh, that agent must've smelled greatness, you know, and it's all happening mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. for mm-hmm.
2: a reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: it's, maybe it's the other way around. You know what it I'm saying?
2: Maybe, maybe
1: it's the other way around. Maybe these elite places and awards <clears throat> people think, you know, we better open the door for this person. Cause who knows what the reasons are for some other corporate minded fuck to decide that this mediocre thing is better than that mediocre thing. So we bet right. we got it. This is our investment. So
2: it's
0: mm-hmm. maybe
1: it's the other way
2: around. You know what it's I mean?
0: It's the other way around. It's a hundred percent the other way around. There are people there. There are like little kingmakers, And And uh, yeah, when they say that this is the new guy, everybody immediately falls in the line. And you and I have had so many phone conversations about this, where we're looking at some of these guys become the guy and we're like what the fuck is going on damn Them- well, really this, one,
1: this is here's a i'm gonna just I, i'm gonna say one name just because this guy pissed me off a few years ago um, okay. this guy, okay. um maybe you'll maybe you'll delete this but don't delete the example that i give okay because maybe I'll, maybe i'll be more
0: dude i should guys. just beep it to name. drive people i should i'm gonna beep, beep it, it to drive people crazy just be like this this guy named
1: boop maybe name do it do it and so, uh, and leave this in about BV it. So we, we admit everything, but anyway, so this dude, I don't know what it was, but it was, this kind of goes back to what we were saying about the, um, you know, there's no telling what people are going to actually let bother them. And he started, he, he just started to get a bug up his ass about me on social media for some reason. He just kept bombing all the posts to gently contradict me about shit, argue with me about shit to where to the world, it doesn't seem like anything, but to the two people involved in it, they both know that they don't like each other, kind of thing, you know, yeah. and that, that it's just going to keep going. It's You're gonna going keep to keep going, war, dude. It's just going to keep going. So, nothing ever came of this. So, just to, if anybody thinks this has an exciting ending, it doesn't. But um, somebody had made a list of new writers to watch out for, or something, and uh, I happened to be on one of these lists, and this guy bombed that thread and was like you know, really, is this, is this list real, you know, or just like making fun of whatever the list was. And I kept thinking, that's cause I'm on it, right? That's cause I'm on that list. That's right, the only reason right.
2: you're over here. Yeah. And yeah,
1: um, yeah. anyway, long story short, he, he attacks a mutual friend for being um, not progressive enough regarding the books this person is choosing to review and write.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's,
1: it becomes mm-hmm. this fucking thing where, he's like giving him shit about it. And he's like actually kind of bringing this little minor mob up against this guy about not about making these choices that aren't, that are sexist or there's he's, he's embracing things that are um, sexist or gratuitously violent against women. And at the time, Mm -hmm. like I don't have to tell you that as as soon as I smell hypocrisy, like it becomes a project for me and it didn't take long to look up one of this guy's books and look at the look inside feature on Amazon and see that the opening scene of this guy's, the guy who's lecturing everybody about sexism and crime writing has an opening scene where somebody sticks a gun in somebody's mouth, like telling them to suck their metal dick or something. And it's like the violence against women in this book, in this opening scene, I'm thinking, did you just stick a gun in some woman's mouth in your opening scene, bro? And you're you're lecturing these other people because it's, it's like this, the, the, the level of hypocrisy is just so, fucking dense and it's so it's so unremarkable it happens so often that you just all you have to do you close your eyes and point like i knew that immediately i would find an example of this person doing worse doing worse not Mm -hmm. that you know i'm having a there was a competition of who could be the most sexist and he won The other people, my point is that they weren't, that they were just choosing to read things that they thought were enjoyable that happened to be gratuitous, where this person wrote stuff that was way more gratuitous. And do what you want, you know, he can write whatever he wants, but don't tell other people what they can do. Why did they even bring this guy up? How did did this even happen? Why am I even
0: talking about this guy?
1: Uh, Oh, because, I don't remember.
0: No, it's, no, well, we're we're just, we're, we're, (laughs) we're. It's kind of a, it falls under the umbrella of like airing grievances with the kind of rampant with Facebook, hypocrisy. Facebook related shit. It was, a, it was Facebook, a Facebook related thing. shit. And it's he also it's had, also I think we were, we were talking about Kingmakers and stuff. And this guy kind of like, and you know, he
1: was part of that initial yeah. surge. Um, right. Um, he was one of the chosen ones for whatever
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: reason. Um, I don't know what he's yeah. doing now. I don't I think he was one of those guys that announced that he was going to write books full time. And every time that happens, I just hear, I just hear like this (laughs) foghorn and and the clouds darken. I'm like, you're going to regret
0: that. It's like Silent Hill. (laughs) (laughs) A klaxon goes off somewhere.
1: Oh, you're going to regret that post, buddy. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure pretty sure he's not writing full-time
0: anymore they never are, well bummer but. bummer for him wish him all the best whoever that yeah. strange whoever uh, that person is, is
1: but don't i think it goes back to the you're i'm just really upset about hypocrisy even in the most minor pointless grudges that well, one i think he
0: unfriended me on
1: facebook one i got mad about it
0: one of the one of these things, one of the things about this podcast that we talk about a lot, whether it's the movies that we talk about or increasingly what hurts, books, what
1: hurts our feelings is what we. Talk what about. hurts our feelings
0: the most, and but also, <laughs> but also this this whole idea, this what we're kind of showing, and I think it's interesting. We're sort of showing how the sausage gets made in these things, and what I what I hope people take away from this isn't that we're like two bitter fucks who are just like mad about everything. Because you know, I mean, I, it's just it. That's the way these conversations tend to go, especially when it's Facebook Corner. What I hope people take from it is like we're kind of showing, like, if you go into this thing thinking that it's a that it's a meritocracy, like it's not. So understand how the the game is played, right? I have I have some knowledge of how the rules play, and I I'm not a hundred percent honest at all times, and you know I I move things around, and you know. Tell half truths and stuff like that to, to get to move up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm a hypocrite too. This is just how this whole thing works, and right? Mo-
1: and yeah, and most importantly, don't unfriend or unfollow either of us because it mm-hmm. makes us really sad. And that it means, makes us both sad. Yeah.
0: I will. I will it, get you. Will
1: and we'll get you. you. We will. We will get you.
0: You know who I'm not happened? even kidding. Yeah. I have. I have. I have a Kill Bill list in my drawer <laughs> of people who I can't wait to meet in real life.
1: I yeah, picture your list is more like uh, Buscemi's in that, and uh, what was it, the wedding singer when he's crossing it off in lipstick.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a that's an unde, that's a terrible movie, undeniably funny scene where mm-hmm. Adam Sandler decides he's going to be a better person, so he calls up people he picked on. He calls up Steve right. Buscemi. That might be a different movie, but it might right. not even. Be, but he's like, Oh sorry, I was a dick to you," and he's like, "Oh man, thanks for reaching out." And then he eggs up the phone.
0: Oh, that's Big Daddy. That's Big Daddy. Big Daddy. And
1: he's got a big yeah. he's got a big kill
0: list on his wall. Right. And he just crosses right.
1: out Sandler's name and lipstick. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I was I can say I
0: can already see how people would like if they wanted to like go after this episode, they would be like, in this episode, David talks about punching women in the face five times. They 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 drag a, a beloved figure of the lit beloved community figure. through the mud, well, let's, we and then should, and then they talk about how they have kill lists
1: uh, of people do. who they want
0: to murder. Well,
1: let's in, kick in one the while they're. We should kick one while they're down. Um, okay. Ch- Chizine, Cheezeen, Ch- whatever the five you pronounce it. What happened with these guys? They um, did you read his yeah, they didn't. They pay didn't. People. They didn't pay anybody. They. Um, I my gripe with them is pretty minor compared to everybody else's gripe, but they're one of those people that gave me the, yo will Hollywood. No, they tied up right. a book of right. mine forever. Right. Mm-hmm. I sent them a book. I, I think we're on year, year four, year three or four, year three in six months where, um, yeah. and again, I'm, I don't dwell on it if I don't get an answer at all. I just forget about it. And I just think you couldn't give me an answer, whatever, fuck off. I don't think about it. But if somebody says, Ooh, we really like that. Send us the whole book. Ooh we really like what we see give us a minute to get an answer to you oh and mm-hmm. if the like if you string mm-hmm. me along initially i will understandably wait for an answer and right. that's what they did they they had a full manuscript request and seemed to be enjoying it or into it or and it was like a we'll talk to you tomorrow kind of thing and then just fucking silence I think, and yeah. uh, so what i just want to say about this this no thing like why are why are people afraid of a confrontation to say no with a writer? Like, I know we seem like we're petulant, but isn't it, isn't it clear that we love rejection? Like, look at this, look at this non-starter of a career over here. I'm still writing though. Right. I must eat eat rejection for breakfast. Give me more rejection.
0: The silence
1: from these, the silence from these people is what is way worse than any sort of, and it's, and it's also kind of, I think it, the silence also negates the opportunity to send anything else, because then you yeah. think, "What what happened to the last thing?" Right. So then you wait forever. So it might right. be just a very crafty way to make you go away, because then you think, "I I gotta wait for the one thing, or I'm gonna send them something up." Because if somebody sent me no a no every week, I would send them a book every week. You know what I mean? Right. right. So maybe exactly. they maybe yeah. they've solved it. Um,
2: right.
1: I don't know, but but yeah, the uh, the Cheezine guys they um, they weren't paying people. Another another yeah. small publisher uh hits the bites the dust
0: yeah um, yeah they bite the dust and you know and 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 it's one of those things where my impression is that it's not just that they didn't pay people but that oh well, wait know, they people... had a,
1: they were harassing people too they
0: were there was yeah a, it's like people there was would a ask of people
2: harassment. would yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. people would come calling for their money and uh you know which uh, with broken river has happened before too actually i just sent a guy some money cause he's like, Hey, I haven't seen a royalty statement in forever. And I was like, uh, whoops. Yeah, no, for sure. So I sent him some money. Right. But like the idea with Chasing is that they were getting those messages and they were being like, go fuck yourself. You know, <laughs> like they were just, <laughs> they were just like, this is our money. And we're, and they, keeping were all it. Uh, they were
1: also exploiting, they're exploiting interns. I was reading something. They, um, nice. they would have in- interns on the hook for years and not Pam, um, Right. They would and they were sending emails joking about fucking them and stuff. I mean Ooh, the, I don't understand like what is the big mystery about that dude? Like if you followed his social media presence at all, everything uh-huh. he posted was skeevy and sex obsessed.
0: Was I mean, it really? But, I didn't I, yeah, I guess I didn't follow. I don't know. Whenever
1: he posts something, it would be like uh I like to look at titties every day. It helps me yeah. stay alive. Stuff it's like, <laughs> like old, like old man jokes. You know what I mean? Like skeevy old man jokes. Uh-huh.
0: Right, right, right. I don't right.
1: know. Maybe that's how they do it in Canada, but right. I'm not saying that people. that... Well, it's very, are, it's
0: very cold up there, so they, you know, they...
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it's like a nonstop episode
0: of Friends. But yeah. yeah the uh,
1: I think that the the people that they abused certainly didn't deserve it because he had a shitty Facebook presence. I'm saying that the people that right now are like clutching their pearls like can you believe it the people that were involved um that didn't have any actual contact with them i think right those people must have seen some warning signs that these were some weirdos that's why i joked earlier about them looking like swingers these are some, right, right you're dealing with some weirdos and
0: yeah.
1: people that are just like oh no how could it how could it be i mean the guy i mean
0: anyway Really? Well, and that's and that and with the whole like thing, I, like I read stuff like that, and I'm like, number one, doesn't surprise me. Um That's way more rampant in in small presses than you might think. Um Yeah, obviously. Number, look, number look, two,
1: look at, I, I sent him a, I sent a fucking book. <laughs> like,
0: right. I, I right. it's, it's it's rampant. I but so also offended, the other thing,
1: I couldn't, I couldn't submit a book to him. I wasn't that
0: offended by it. I guess I didn't post about it. so I'm commenting out on it here on this podcast because this is a you know this is what we do. Um, but like, I didn't post about it because also it's like, I'm not gonna be one of those guys who like sees somebody online who's like going yep. through all this. Like, let me get my shot in, you know? Let me get some clout from right, from taking right. a shot. And, and that's what.
1: And that's what. Yeah, that's what you're seeing happen.
0: Um, mm-hmm. His. Uh, Do people re- smell blood? For progressive people, for progressive people who are apparently all about like peace and love, and you know, treating everybody fairly and respectfully, and all this kind of stuff. When these motherfuckers smell blood, when they see a weakness, when they see somebody who like a like they're like a fucking <coughs> hyena following like a, a oh, wounded yeah. baby gazelle, they are ruthless and merciless. They're like, oh, here's my opportunity to take a big public shit on somebody and, and have no repercussions for it. I was talking to my brother about this recently. My brother's in academia, and uh and, and we were talking about this kind of like cancel stuff, right? Like how 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 vicious some of these cancelers can be, and how you know a lot of the people who get canceled. I mean, there's your there's your Milo Yiannopouloses who you know when they get canceled, it's a lot of fun to watch because you know they're just shitty. Um, we were talking about how a lot of these people, it's like seems like relatively minor transgressions, uh, and like and everybody piles on to take a big shit. And I was like, and Andrew. Uh, my brother, he was talking about uh Nietzsche actually and this idea of like, Oh, oh, people are home, dogs might bark, oh shit. But he was talking about this thing called like uh instinct to cruelty, right? That mm-hmm. a lot of people have. And uh and you see it on display with like conservatives, of course, their instinct to cruelty is like blatant, right? Their, because you know, it's their
1: brand, it's their bread and butter. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. A black guy will get shot by cops and they'll be like, Good right? Should've like done, that's that, shouldn't have done blank. yeah Yeah, exactly like that's that's there but like the progressive instinct to cruelty is almost as strong but it's wrapped up in like a self-righteous progressive kind of like you know we're doing a good thing here and i'm like no you're you're dogpiling somebody who has 17 followers on twitter because they got drunk and had a meltdown you know what i mean like well that's the
1: that's the thing about california that i told you about that i it took me a while to come to terms with the fact that you run into a lot of people that share, they seem to share your opinion on everything, but they're right. also, but they're also terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. Like how is
1: how is that possible? You know what I mean? Right. It's, exactly. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I'll tell this story real quick. It might make Amy mad because I'm gonna talk about one of her yoga instructors, <laughs> but I think it needs to be said
2: <laughs> <Go for it. laughs>
1: while she, while she's out of town. Um, she went to, uh, she, one of her yoga teachers was talking about, um, uh, it was a childbirth yoga class and they were talking about, uh, somebody was going to have a baby of color. Right. So she was talking about, she was worried about what was that, what was that going to be like, you know, in this area, she just moved here. So, uh, is it going to be an issue to have a mixed race baby in this particular area? You know, what are, right. what are the people, what are the people like? And, um, and she was talking about her own experiences with this baby or with this, with being in this relationship and her own, you know, her coming across seeing uh, examples of prejudice or exclusion. Like this mm-hmm, area is,
0: mm-hmm, the Bay,
1: mm-hmm. Bay area is pretty white, dude. You know?
0: Oh yeah. It's like Portland.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So she was commenting on all these things and the yoga instructor who, you know, seems on the surface to be this very progressive, uh, great person within all of her, opinions about things seem to match any sane person's but she immediately right. just kind of uh bowls over this person's experiences by saying things like oh no you don't don't worry about that here i have all these friends i have all these friends that are black and all these friends that are this and that and you know this just doesn't, doesn't happen here like don't worry about it doesn't happen here where are you from chicago oh it doesn't that sort of thing doesn't happen here and it, and amy was just stewing like let first of all let her talk about her own experience second of all like are you kidding like do you not know the difference between you know exclusion and overt racism that you're this these here's a bunch of white people sitting around talking about how you know there's no problem there's no problem with racism in the the bay area white people uh, like
0: to do that they like to talk about that
1: yeah and it's just an example of this is somebody who doesn't listen and this is somebody who has these other bad qualities that just don't happen to be the, the political qualities, you know. So maybe right. does at some point do you want a little bit of a little less of one and a little more of the other to be able to Yo, deal with these listen, people? Yo, listen, man,
0: check it out. Like, so what I've actually been doing, uh, I've on Twitter, I follow a lot of right wing accounts now. Uh, I'm like, not ready for I, that. <laughs> I, I no, I do it. I do it. I follow like the the funny ones, the people who are like who aren't insane, who is have a, po- is that
1: a thing? I thought right it is a thing. Unfunny. They have no. They have no comedians.
0: Well, they don't have any comedians, but there there are Twitter users who are surprisingly funny who are also right wing, and I follow them because they, for two reasons, they do two things. Number one, they feed that side of me that needs to have an outlet for the kind of things that we're talking about because nobody on the left talks about them, right? Like nobody on the left wants right, you to wanna, talk you about You want to get
1: out of the bubble. You want to get out of the bubble. Yeah, I want to
0: get out of the bubble. Nobody on the left talks about like how shitty people on the left can be, right? So you got to go to the right for that. And then the other thing that they do is that like when they do have like a wild ass, like crazy opinion, it's better for me to read that and be like, oh, well, that's clearly crazy. Right. Like that's clearly wrong rather than this kind of leftist thing where it's like uh, they're right, but they're still being shitty. You know what I mean? Like the the kind of knots I I tie myself in. Yeah. I Um, I don't know
1: how to deal with it either, dude. I don't. Yeah. It's
0: better to just to just get that pure right wing lunacy. Right. And be able to like (laughs) read it and be like, oh, this is wrong unequivocally. And I and I completely hate it Uh, rather than this thing where it's like, gosh, they're talking about. You know, I don't know trans rights or something something that that I'm on board with but, like, but it's like but at the same time they're like they're being an awful human being to everybody around them. You know what I mean like' they're this like, pro- that- they're this like progressive they're like this progressive every idea on paper that they have is correct as far as I'm concerned but like but th- their very existence on on Twitter and how they treat other people, is horrific it's like horrendous
1: yeah and it might just be some of these things are relatively minor but i just mm-hmm. can't get past them like he, going back to 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 Cheezine again one of those yeah. guys uh his name was mike Rowe, and he was one of the um, one of the writers but i think he was involved in the editorial process there he was also banished or canceled because of this thing yeah um this was one of those guys where he uh, seemed to be he was one of the ones that said some of the worst things that I, apparently in these threads where people were mm-hmm. posting <laughs> conversations that he was there. He was there unhinged
0: worst, worst writer. like as in like skeevy sex stuff or like worse as in like, you think, know, just being a dick or what?
1: Yeah, I think he was just being a dick and uh, it might've been some of the sexual stuff as well. But what's fascinating about him to me is that I already hated this guy for all the wrong reasons. This was a guy on Facebook who he did this thing where he would do a screenshot of his snarky sassy comeback to like a Donald Trump tweet or a, uh, right. a fucking Mitt Romney tweet and so he would have like the, the screenshot like this, of, of like, the tweet yeah Go the screenshot of the tweet and then underneath would be his snarky comeback and with no no likes no traction whatsoever right and then he would post that in a third place and be and just be like do a little victory lap like look what i did today
2: it's like Mm -hmm. what did you what did you do
1: and the the kind of person that like you say something to someone who doesn't see it and doesn't respond to it and you do and you're doing nothing at all you're accomplishing nothing right and and then puts that up like see that that's how you that's how you have to be fucking owned
0: Fucking owned, owned him. him.
1: Yeah. I'm owned the, he he owned Slam owned dunk, him. baby. And that's the kind of shit that doesn't, that does less than nothing. It's the, it's why we're fucked, you know, because people think it, that no, you're hundred
0: percent. Right. You're because you're hundred percent. We right.
1: accomplished something with doing that. So I would see this guy and he posted those dude. I'm, I'm not even kidding. There must've been like three or four, five a day. And I'm not looking for his posts either. I would just notice like, Jesus, here he right. goes again. And right. so for that, for that reason alone, it makes no sense. But for that reason alone, I'm glad he's banished. Like I finally, <laughs> he finally deleted, he deleted his account. And yeah, I don't yeah. and All those other reasons are, are great reasons. Yes. Yes. But right. for that reason alone, I'm just glad that he's, that he had to shut the fuck up. You know, right. like, what were you right. doing? You're preaching to the choir and patting yourself on the back and doing nothing. And right. with those, and with those little, no like tweets, if his if his his jokes ah fucking yeah. it's like when, don't it's like
0: it's like when you have a dunk it's like when you have a dunking competition and they have the trampoline set up <laughs> so that you can get on the trampoline and and dunk it's like come on man i mean quote tweeting donald trump is like the easiest thing you can possibly I, do I know. you know what i mean like donald trump will be like uh you know Something, something is great, whatever. Here's a picture of me photoshopped onto Sylvester <laughs> Stallone's body, whatever. And people will be like, Oh, looks like somebody's really unhinged. Which meanwhile, he's
1: still in the fucking White House. We're stuck.
0: He's still in the fucking White House. Because he's not gonna do anything. And and I oh dude, I have a theory about this. I have a I have a, politi- I have a political theory about this. So I think things like this guy was doing are actually one of the reasons why I think Donald Trump's gonna get elected again. I think he's gonna win again. Um and David and the David and David David David. the reason why is because I think I think that right wingers and again I'm in this world now like I follow these people. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm in
1: denial. I'm in denial about that. But go ahead.
0: <clears throat> I'm in this. I'm in this world, right? <laughs> and and these people, they they they're trolls, man. You know. And I, oh, well, I feel yeah. like call, oh, calling calling yeah. people trolls calling people trolls big. is like an easy it's an easy like dismissal. But what I mean is that they they will hurt themselves. Of, yes. They, they feed off of liberal to, to tears. To they feed they like. So anytime they see, um, especially if it's women, right, if, if like if like a woman is like losing her mind about something Trump said, it's like catnip for these people. They're like, mmm, delicious. And I think that like I think that that galvanizes these people. And like I think that they're I think they're more rabid and more more co cohesive than they were when he actually got elected the first time. And so the reason these, yeah, why is so because for the past four years, they've been being fed this ambrosia, right? Like this this thing that they love. They love seeing liberals cry about stuff. they love In seeing
1: the, quote tweets by guys like this who are losing their yeah, minds. Exactly. And he's just and yeah, they, and they, and they, the they
0: post effect. they post like a little Pepe where Pepe the frog is looking all like smug or whatever. And they're like, this is gonna, this is gonna make them go fucking crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, meanwhile, I, I, I think, there's I think no they way don't, to they get don't, like, I think they don't even care about stuff. They don't care like, about anything real anymore. They don't. There's care. Nothing. There's they, they, no, no, they don't care yeah. about it. They don't care about anything real. But they'll post stuff like there are only two genders, and they, they're only doing that to watch people go absolutely insane, right? And when people go absolutely insane, which they do, uh, that's that was the whole point like you did what they wanted you to do. The only thing you can actually do is ignore these people and liberals can't do it. Right? They can't, they can't, even can't even when they're go. not even when they're being ignored.
1: Like like I right. said that dude that dude would post those and again no one was commenting. No one I could understand if he was addicted to the to the battle that was happening over there but there it was like this routine of of nothing. And right. and I, and I right. don't I shouldn't pretend like there's some sort of pride you should have for a successful tweet because that's stupid too like we've already we've established earlier today that a successful book is not as impressive as people like to pretend so what sort of pride should people have for a viral tweet dude like yeah the acceptance the acceptance speech for somebody's viral tweet if you notice this
0: this phenomenon where it's like go to my soundcloud or whatever yeah they're like
1: hey this one's really blowing up guys so what i'd like to do is steer you towards like, are you, that's one of the most insufferable things I've ever seen in this new world we live in. Like, it's
0: like because nobody people. does it like the viral tweet will have like 250,000 likes. And they're they're like, hey, while you're here, go. And that'll have like five <laughs> likes. It's the worst. Nobody cares. Nobody it's the cares. Worst. You, you like are someone... you are a picture. You're a, you're a picture attached to a funny thing that they saw. They do not care about you exactly. or who you are. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like someone yeah. jerking off. Someone's jerking off after they finish jerking off,
0: like hoping, right. hoping
1: for lightning to strike twice.
0: Right, okay. exactly. And you're just going to get that uh, puff, that, I, that powdered milk puff. yeah. Mm-hmm. I,
1: mixed, I mixed my metaphors there. I think.
0: It's okay. I knew what you were trying to say. But I, I, mixed, my,
1: I mixed my metaphors. But that's I think you right. should – if you have a acceptance speech for a viral tweet, you should go straight to Leavenworth. And yeah. you should – and when you get there <laughs> – To Guantanamo. You should, you should go to Guantanamo Bay, and you should teach a class about the mistakes you made is what you should do. Yeah. Is right. a, that's exactly. what you should do. If you have a viral tweet, acceptance speech, see you in jail um right. anyway are we gonna talk about movies ever
0: <laughs> ever i don't know i haven't really watched a whole bunch of them i watched the mandalorian uh, I, I, I did watch that. did you watch the irishman no no i heard mixed things actually i heard mixed things so i heard some people say people like scott adlerberg whose opinion on these kind of things i really respect he loved it he was like it's great but i heard a lot of people who are like it's actually not that good that it's, it's kind not, of boring it's not good it's not good. Yeah. It's um, kind of makes me want to see it more, actually. Honestly, I like, I like how, how did this get fucked up? It's
1: it's almost four hours, dude. And oh. it's and the thing is, it's a it's a miniseries masquerading as a movie. I know I right. complained about the reverse and said, why do we get all these movies masquerading as miniseries that they just chop them up? Especially mm-hmm. that new Paul Rudd one. It's clearly a movie that they've chopped into 20 minute segments. So right. I got I got, got my wish. I'm, I'm yeah. a real boy. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Here's your, here's your fake, uh, here's your, uh, movie masquerading as a miniseries or whatever the reverse strike that reverse it. The point is it's fucking boring. I, I like it. I guess. That's what I I've been like, hearing.
0: I've been hearing like that it's really of it, boring.
1: I, yeah. I don't know. Like we were listening to, I got the latest Jack white CD and we're listening to it Ooh, in the car on the way to San Francisco. Well, Yeah. I, my latest might be old news to you the boarding house reach that one.
0: Mm. Nope. I haven't heard it. It's good.
1: It's uh, it's kind of experimental, but Mm -hmm. we're listening to it on the way to San Francisco. And, uh, here I am just kind of enjoying it because I know what he sounds like. He's got this blues, this sort of white boy blues mixed with weird alien guitar solos. I love those
0: solos, dude. And
1: I'm, I'm into it, but I'm, But I'm also into it because it reminds me of the White Stripes. In, and, and I love which, the White
0: Stripes so much. So
1: I, but I, I like the stew I'm getting. You know, we're listening to it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's only normally a, like a 40-minute drive. But with traffic, it could be an hour. And yeah. uh, a- Amy says to the car, is anybody enjoying this? And it was so, so sad.
0: I, I thought
1: I thought we were all enjoying like, Jack, I thought we were right? having
0: fun here. <laughs> I thought
1: we were having fun with, with my buddy Jack.
2: Oh, my, bu-
1: God. My, my buddy Jack's in the car, and he just, he's just trying to entertain us with some tunes And so she's like, It's not bad, it just feels like it feels like homework. She said, It feels oh, like doing okay. having to do homework. Yeah. And I guess I maybe it's the way I set it up like, now we're going to listen to the new Jack White, and because we need to form an opinion on this new important <laughs> album. That's right. kind of what the Irishman feels like, right? So mm. for four hours, for four mm-hmm. hours, you feel like, is this? Do I need to do this? You right. know, it's like watching
2: Solaris.
0: Bro, what, dude? What if? What if? Because we've established that Netflix are kind of like these these confidence game geniuses, like what they did with <laughs> Bird Box. What if that whole Martin Scorsese Marvel thing? What, like, what if they
1: manufactured?
0: manufactured oh, that
1: i've already i've had this conversation with others yeah it was suspiciously timed wasn't it it was kind of like gosh a, wasn't I, it though I, like it was I and, you. and
0: and and the and the idea that like places pick this troops. up it, it like places picked this up and it was like everybody was reporting on it and it was like it's the idea of trading up the chain right like this guy ryan holiday he used to work for a guy named tucker max who had this message board back in the day oh, i, rem- I max remember the, i remember him Soccer Max was the I hope you serve beer in hell guy who uh, would write about like, I don't know, drinking and fucking chicks. And, you know, and it was it was popular in the early 2000s uh, and stuff. So whenever his uh, movie was coming out, what Holiday did, because Holiday was like his um his kind of like uh, well his promoter, right? Like his his advertising guy. So what he did is they he had a bunch of uh, billboards around Los Angeles that had this you know, an ad for this movie. And, uh, and he had those, um, he personally like hired people to go out and deface those billboards. <laughs> and then he, and then he sent anonymous press releases to like Jezebel and Gawker and all these places saying like feminists have, you know, uh, defaced these billboards cause they hate Tucker Max. The movie's still bombed, but the article itself got a lot of traction. So there's this idea of trading up – that's called trading up the chain where you where you plant the seed and then mm-hmm. you you go to like a, a kind of minor site and allow it to kind of like go up and up and up and up until eventually it's on CNN or whatever. And, it, and, it, yeah, I, wonder, and I wonder if they didn't use a similar tactic with Scorsese it makes sense talking because, about Marvel movies, right? what
1: it does is it, it rallies the troops that you were going to get, but you get them – even stronger like you don't get you don't cross over you don't get you don't cross over to the other side instead all the all the film diehard dudes who would go to the mattresses for scorsese really came out to prove he was he still had it right he still had it right they had to prove Mm -hmm. he still had it um so that in that way it did it did work um i think that you might enjoy it for if you just leave it on and every so often look up at the screen they uh, do some. I mean, they do something weird where you've already heard about the CGI stuff, right? I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's exciting. He gets uh, Scorsese gets the band back together. Everybody from Goodfellas and Casino are back, except for right. a weirdly missing. Um, uh, Henry Yeah, where's oh. Henry? Where's Henry? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But CGI has turned them into monsters, right? So you have but something else happens because of it. CGI turns them into gargoyles. Yeah. But did you, did you ever see uh, black mass? Did we talk about black mass on here?
0: I did not see black mass. No. So black mass John Depp, is, right? That's the yeah. whitey as, bulger movie.
1: Yes. As a human monster in yeah. plant, he's got this fright mask, weird head piercing alien blue eyes. And to make him look normal, because for whatever reason Johnny Depp showed up and he said, "I could just play this like a normal person, but let's you know, give me the Tim Burton heads
0: because I right. want the, I, I want." He to loves play. like prosthetics. Dude. Oh, he loves. He's that. like, give me the give me the nose. Like yeah, they said like, that for Sleepy Hollow, he wanted to ug it up, but the studio yeah. was like, literally, the only thing this movie has going for it is Johnny Depp, so we're not going to make you ugly.
1: And that's what they should have. <laughs> that's what they should have done. So they ugly him up. And because the, the director is, is uh, I don't forget who it is, but he um, he wisely makes everybody else in the movie look like ghouls too. So then what you have is you have like that Jesse Plemons weirdo is in it. You know, those big meat faced weirdos.
0: Yeah, right, These right, right,
2: right.
1: Giant. Just
0: just a freak ears. show, a big just, freak it's, show.
2: It's just
1: a fucking carnival show of ghouls. It's, but something starts to happen where you start to, it feels like the world is poisoned. You know what I mean? Like there's a mu- there's a mutation with the gangsters, uh-huh. uh, kind of like Dick Tra- they Dick Tracy did. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, right, All of right. a sudden, everybody is looking like that, and that mm-hmm. kind of happens with the Irishman. When you're watching it at first, I think Amy actually screamed, like, "What is going on with their faces?" <laughs> because <laughs> it just it's, it was horrifying. Because yeah, you don't yeah. know, at first you don't know, are these supposed to be the young versions? I can't even tell anymore because it has the same yeah. ghoulish, welcome to Marvin, toy story face is stuck yeah, on. A, yeah. Is that a young guy? Is that an old guy? I can't tell. But then eventually, for me anyway, it started to feel like this, the world is aging. The world is dying. Everything is poisoned. I'm, even as young men, this is the perception of them as young through their memories so it's still kind of fucked up something's right. weird start something weird started to happen i tried to explain this to amy when we were watching she wasn't having none of it she's <laughs> like this is she's like this is terrible i can't even look at him she cuz she had to avert mm-hmm. her eyes
2: right.
1: <laughs> that's how bad it looks to a to a oh civilian to somebody who yeah, doesn't just yeah. <laughs> you know know
0: Scorsese in and out i think about that all the time dude i like when we were talking about climax a few months ago I, I, I think about that like what is a civilian who like you know just likes movies and like sees the poster for this and, and then doesn't want to do it, it doesn't
1: want to do the homework they just
0: doesn't want to, want to do the they homework and they, and they turn fun. it on and the whole the whole movie they're just like what in the fuck is going on in this movie I, so, I get a kick out of that
1: so yeah so you that may happen for you or you might ju- it might just break the spell where you just think the whole time that's an 80 year old guy who's supposed to be 20 they're calling him kid and he's shuffling around his back's all hunched <laughs> he's like hey hey I'll see you here tomorrow kid and it's like who's the kid what's happening
0: <laughs> what's going like, on <laughs>
1: but that weirdness that weirdness yeah. starts to starts to have an effect um, it's yeah. also well because so, you know in old movies they, they used got... to do
0: this thing where they would just hire actors <laughs> who look like the actor <laughs> to play them when they were younger. But everybody is so just like balls deep for for this like weird technology shit. And I think yeah. it, it it reached its kind of like peak with Avatar, right? Where they were mm-hmm. like, we have all this technology, we're going to make this amazing thing, and it's terrible, and everybody hates it, and <laughs> literally literally dude nobody learns any lessons from any of this they they just and, they because they, you have to think halfway through the making of the irishman and i haven't seen it but you have to think halfway through they would be watching like their version of the dailies right at the, Where, like at it the comes two back
1: hour, at the two hour point
0: <laughs> and they're watching this and you have to think at a certain point they're like guys this, this is not working this is not, this not is, working so that's- so then so then what happens is they're like, okay, so this didn't work. Everybody keep quiet. What we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna get Marty a little liquored up <laughs> and we're gonna have somebody we're gonna have a plant in the audience ask him about Marvel movies because we know <laughs> that he hates them, right? Like we're 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 gonna we're gonna do this whole thing and then he's gonna say some shit about how Marvel movies are bad. And, and that's they- that's our way in.
1: That's your end. They also baited him with um They've been talking about the lack of lines for women in the movie. And uh, I mean, they've got a point. If you look back at Goodfellas and Casino, there were some pretty juicy roles for two women, especially in those movies who had
0: pivotal parts. Sharon Stone was fucking amazing in Casino, dude. So we don't
1: we don't get it. I like uh, uh, was it Brock Braccio? How do you say her name? Um, Henry Hill's wife in Goodfellas. I don't remember. I want to say she, the, the, the psychiatrist from Sopranos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I know who you're talking about, but I, but I don't know.
1: I just don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, she was great. And, um, there's none of that in this. They, they don't. And it's to where it's, it it seems like it's intentional. The women, the, the movie structured is a big road trip. I'm going to spoil a little bit, not a lot. The, the movie structured is a big road trip to, um, to a destination, and in the back seat are the two wives, mm. Joe Pesci and De Niro's wife. And uh, every so often, they need to take a smoke break, and the car will stop, and they'll go to the side of the road, and they'll have a conversation, and smoke, and we don't get to hear any of it because we're off having a movie right. with the boys. We're off right, over here. Right. You know what I mean? And that right. happens enough. Yeah. It happens enough where you start thinking they're not going to let them talk, or they're not going to let them do anything. And yeah. but when it's intentional to because the the men in here are poisoned, you know they're these ghouls. So yeah, to to not let them have part of it doesn't feel as egregious as let like you're not going to let the women have any fun. Well, there's no fun to be had. You know what right. I mean? Well, but it's
0: the, a, I saw I saw a tweet that was like that where it's like the, the Irishman surpasses Goodfellas in every way, whereas Goodfellas left nonsense. all of the where, no no but, no but listen listen so the tweet is like whereas Goodfellas left all the boring shit out and only gave us the entertaining stuff. The Irishman really drags us through all <laughs> the shit that nobody cares about. And that <laughs> is the sign of a true artist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is they miss the point when they're complaint, when they're counting lines, which is something only an idiot does regarding movies.
0: When you mm-hmm. count
1: the, when you keep score of the number of lines somebody has, you're a fucking idiot. Well, they so, tried to
0: do that with uh, Margot Robbie, right? In uh, Once Upon yeah, a Time in yeah. Hollywood. And again,
1: those are those are idiots. So yeah. that aside, what you should do is pay attention to the fact that when Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci turned 120, they stopped, yeah. they let them make a movie. They don't let them. They don't let a woman make a movie after 30. Oh uh,
0: no! They, unless she's like, Meryl Streep.
1: Yeah, they're like, get the fuck out of here, or do you want to play some noble Meryl Streep role, or do you want to right. be a kindly mother and give a couple lines here to the the I'm lead, thinking like the, the one exception yeah, to that is
0: may, is maybe the favorite do you see the favorite
1: <laughs> I haven't finished it so don't ruin it I just started okay.
0: it. but I'm gonna okay. continue
1: to ruin the Irishman because I'm a hypocrite that,
0: that's that's, that's <laughs> the favorite is a, is, is a, is a good one I
1: li- I've is only a... seen the beginning where she burns her hand on the lie but I haven't finished uh-huh. it yet.
0: but yeah the fucking, so
1: the, fucking, the 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 women in this movie they don't that's just such a lesser crime compared to the fact that th- these guys they may be dead. I think Pesci right. might right. be dead. He might actually be dead. <laughs> and they they wheeled him out. They wheeled him right. out. And they got they got a team of underpaid people in cubicles working around the clock to put a mask on him so they could wheel him out Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah. And get a, a one last hurrah. And you can't. Yeah. Well, and so there was like, this,
0: There was all this love on social media for, for Joe Pesci and all like the awesome things that he did. And he has yeah. done a lot of awesome stuff. But it's like everybody forgot. Speaking of punching women in the face, this is the guy who said that he wanted to punch Sinead O'Connor in the face for ripping up a picture of the Pope. You know what I mean? Like, not exactly like a nice guy. Joe you
1: know Pesci. What I mean? Joe Pesci is an actual crazy person. If you you watched uh, the uh, what was the show? Uh, um. Fucking uh, speaking of canceled, uh, Louis C.K. his uh, his bar yeah. show. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah. Horace, yeah. And, Horace uh, and Pete. Horace and, and Pete. Pete yeah. Mm-hmm. Horace
1: and Pete, there's that.
0: doesn't he go on there and just like drop N bombs left and right? No, like he's he just...
1: not. He's not on there. But oh okay. Alan Alda gives a lecture about blowjobs, and mm-hmm. he talks about he's like I never I never liked them. You know, I'd look down and I, once somebody gave you a blowjob, you'd think. I can't respect you. Why would you do something like that? Well, you're a piece of shit. And it's just this horrible monologue. Um, right. For it's because it's a horrible person. And mm-hmm. uh, in an in an interview, apparently, this is just word for word a conversation Louis C.K. had with Joe Pesci. It's not
2: wow. even
1: it's not even fiction. It's just wow. one day Joe Pesci. The wisdom of Joe Pesci calendar would just have a page about. Like, how you have no respect for a woman doing something <laughs> sexual. Like, you put, your, you put that in your mouth, what else would you do, piece of shit? Like, that's what he man. says in real life.
2: So, oh, anyway. Gross,
1: anyway.
0: Man. Oh, Jesus. Joe Pesci. But, but yeah, we're not trying to cancel Joe Pesci, dude. He's, he's, he's just, already he's old, dead. He's old, he's old, he's, he's old he's school. Already he already died. He's, he's gone. Yeah, this is his reanimated corpse, you They've know?
2: All, oh.
1: and There's a weird subplot with Joe Pesci where De Niro's daughter is creeped out by him. And you think it's going to go somewhere? Um, this will save you some pain when you watch it. It goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. Yeah. So the whole time you're thinking, did Pesci molest his daughter? But because that would be some actual drama, <laughs> but that didn't happen. It's it, okay. just weird moments that are in the movie.
2: Um,
0: right. It also has. Well, now demier- I'm actually intrigued. Now I'm intrigued. I'm in, I'm intrigued wow. by the idea of like a of, of a meandering disaster of, you know, like kind of, of cgi uh, <laughs> Keepers into, you know, in, it's, back it's into definitely life. definitely
1: I mean, the, the, I don't know, the, the fact that, um, the fact that De Niro is doing a real movie after doing so many of these jerk-off movies, you know,
0: Rocky Spuck and Bullwinkle, Just the garbage. garbage. You
1: know? Yeah, he, he sort of dug in on, um, it was some bad grandpa type movie he did. And for some reason he came to play on that one. It's not necessarily a good thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's like 70 years old. The movie starts and like the, what's his name? Zach Efron shows up to pick this dude up, pick up De Niro and De Niro's jerking off in his living room. The 70 year old man. He's like, and it's like, wait, De Niro, what are you doing? Like, that's not the lazy paycheck movie. Like he's invested in this movie for some reason
0: yeah um, but yeah this well it's one of those things where like actors. you have you have these act you have these actors who are like you know these these kind of uh, classic you know actors and you know de niro taxi driver <laughs> raging bull all this kind of shit right godfather 2 whatever um and then they do stuff like rocky and bullwinkle and meet the Fockers and, <laughs> and you're like oh they just needed like a paycheck but then you know you see this this bad grandpa thing and you're like wait they weren't just taking a paycheck; they actually thought that this was good,
2: right? Yeah, they, definitely, like they
0: they just they that. just didn't have they just didn't have any, like they they they, they waltzed in, they they waltzed that. into these movies and like had no idea what good or bad was. They were just like, you know, well, he was he was friends with Martin Scorsese, right? Like I mean, I've that, said this that's before.
1: that's actors aren't smart people, you know? They do what they, <laughs> they do what you tell them to do.
0: And
1: right. De Niro's cue card reading in this movie is just off the chain, dude. Like we when we were watching it, we were playing a game where I would stand to the left or right of the TV or or hold my hand above it to be like, watch his eyes. Watch his, the cue cards up here now, because right. De Niro would just right. just stare like an SNL skit, just stare at a cue right. card to the left or the right. And right. but then sometimes he, he memorized his dialogue. Like there's there's some blow ups where. Um, I think it taps into the angry Italian kind of vibe that he can give. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know what his actual ethnicity is, but he does the good. Well, his name is
0: De Niro. I mean,
1: he's he Italian. gets mad. He can get mad in a believable way, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and mm-hmm. Pesci, Pesci does some good acting as a as a dead. That's what I've heard. Man. That's what
0: I've heard. Um, one of our longest pods ever.
1: Well, it's the Irishman pod, so it makes sense
0: yeah it does right They have a uh, podcast almost as long as the movie itself
1: that's we could shoot for that but yeah back to the back to the irish we haven't even got to pacino yet
0: so El pacino i didn't even world. know pacino was in it i didn't even I know it. i didn't even know that. that's
1: because he doesn't show up for an hour he's he's uh he plays uh jimmy hoffa and he does this mm-hmm. kind of he does this kind of roy Cohn thing that he already did and um right uh, angels, uh, what was that movie? The angels, movie. angels in America. Yeah. Yeah. He does the same thing kind mm. of, except he's not gay, but he's, um, he's okay. I think they should have swapped roles. I think, um, they did something interesting with mad dog and glory where De Niro and Bill Murray. did you ever see that? Um, no. So Robert De Niro is a cop and Bill Murray is a gangster. And one day, uh, Robert De Niro's real sheepish cop. He's like never pulled his gun or whatever. And he saves Bill Murray in a shoot or a um, convenience store holdup. And so Bill Murray is this gangster. He's like, I owe this guy. So I'm going to get him a girl for the night. And then De Niro falls in love with her. It's some prostitute that Murray also loves. It's Uma Thurman. I think I don't remember. Uh, The point is you're watching it and you're thinking this was an interesting reversal because why is Bill Murray not the weird schlubby death of the salesman cop.
2: He
1: he can play the death of the salesman type guy in his sleep. And why isn't De Niro this gangster chewing the scenery? So I guess these guys got to the set and De Niro said, let's switch them. Let's switch the roles. And uh, Bill Murray, surprisingly hateful gangster. It works really well because he's got that anger in him. So he's when he's throwing Bill Murray up against the wall to yell Mm -hmm. at him. You're like, "I, Mm -hmm. I can believe it. Weird. I don't I can't believe it. But this actually works. And De Niro's kind of doing his schlubby thing that he sort of did later in his career. But at at that point, we hadn't seen it from him. So anyway, that that worked really well, that reversal. Here, Pacino has done this chewing the scenery thing so many times, like in Heat and uh, fucking Dick Tracy, uh, you know, just yelling at people from behind a desk. And that's what Jimmy Hoffa is doing. And um, they should have switched it. They should have had Pacino play this kind of fussy weirdo
2: mm-hmm.
1: where he's because but because de niro plays the irishman as i don't i'm not even sure what he's doing but he's he's supposed to be reflecting on his life so he he's just sort of a normal guy i think what score says he wants to do is here's what happens if a totally normal guy became a killer mm-hmm. and here's this and here's his entire life i mean you Fucking follow this guy in a wheelchair, coffin shopping. If you want to get an idea how long this movie goes on, he goes to buy his coffin. Like they should have showed his conception, dude. Like if we're gonna follow him to buy his coffin, we're gonna follow him literally into the grave. Why didn't we? We should have started with his birth and De Niro's face on a baby, because that's how long. (laughs) That's how much time you spend with De Niro, and he and he gives you very little. You spend four hours with a guy, and it's just the average guy talk. It's just an average guy. There's no real passions, no real uh, epiphanies. It's just average Joe doing a job. So mm-hmm. I think they could have flipped him. I think if you put Pacino in that and let him dig into that with something, he kind of, he could have brought his kind of everyman Serpico thing to it combined mm-hmm. with his tendency to want to chew the scenery. And then De Niro as Jimmy Hoffa has more of a presence. Pacino has a scene where he's yelling at a bunch of people in a room from behind a desk and he clearly forgets his lines and
2: mm-hmm. Scorsese
1: must have just said keep going and you get to see him look around for help and you get to see someone must off camera give him the line and then he restarts. They leave all of this in the movie. and because It, it wow. kind of makes, makes sense that the guy could have lost his train of thought while yelling at people but you just kind of get the feeling that these old titans are doing whatever they want. And right. they're just going to let them do whatever they want. Um, Harvey Keitel's in it; has a minor role. Uh, we were laughing about the the Netflix thumbnail says like, Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, Keitel, Ray Romano. Like <laughs> 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 who the fuck cares about Ray? Why? Oh, and Ray Romano God. does nothing. He does one of those thankless roles, like uh, Godfather Three when they they brought in. Um, the guy who did Zoro the gay blade, George Hamilton, mm-hmm. they couldn't get Robert Duvall to do the Tom character in Godfather three. So they bring in this other guy and it's kind of celebrated as "Hey, George Hamilton. It's kind of a comeback. He's going to play the, the Concholari, or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but he doesn't really do anything like Ray Romano has a, some believable lines. I guess I believed him as counsel as counsel to these mob guys, but did we need it? I don't know. I don't know. It's the, the miracle is that there seems to be a deleted scene. Like, yeah. Can you imagine what was deleted from a four hour movie? Like, Oh dude. But there's, they were just like,
0: you know what? This one, this one, (laughs) I I don't know guys. Uh, It might might fuck up the pace a little bit.
1: Seriously. There's a scene where they go to a jewelry store in mid conversation. Pesci is chastising the son of the jewelry store guy for being rude to them earlier, but they clearly the buildup is missing. Wherever the scene was that he was rude to De Niro and didn't know that they were mobbed up, they cut that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or it didn't work. And so they we just meet this guy chastising his son, and immediately you think, oh my god, they cut something. They cut a scene. Right.
2: Right. Why did right. That,
1: Why they didn't cut the entire visit to the jewelry store? You'll never know when you're watching it. You'll think there's no need for this scene. (laughs) But but for some reason, they cut half of it.
0: Dude, speaking of cut, I know what we got to do for our next episode. We got to do we got to do uncut gems.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm satisfied with the trailer. I don't even need to see it. I, I think I saw a good movie already.
0: I know, I know. I'm and I and I was. I I did we do a good time podcast? Did we talk about good time on the show? I
1: think we did somewhere because we
0: talked about. I think about we it did. Late. I think we did. Um. So I love that these movies come out uh, from the Safdie brothers, and they're like super quirky and flawed and and weird. And I think yeah. Uncut Gems is going to be like that. I think it's going to be like. There's going to be some weird choices made in that movie, but it's got. I mean, Adam Sandler looks like he's on point. It's got Lakey Stanfield, who's yeah, my favorite got a actor right now. If they get know. a
1: performance out of Sandler, that means they they're onto something. We haven't seen mm-hmm. him. Um, Punch Drunk Love was his last.
0: Was the last one? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, guess that, I, that was, I, I saw I saw a tweet where somebody was like, "I just watched Uncut Gems, and I'm depressed because." You know, you watch that movie and you realize, oh, Sandler could have just been doing this for the past decade, you know, <laughs> but yeah. but he yeah. but he chose to make Netflix movies like, you know, where he's like a cowboy or something. And, and far, yeah. you know, dude, but it's the whole, or, well, that's a
1: question. and just I want to complain about Netflix for a second. You just reminded me, is the Irishman a Netflix movie or not? This is well, yeah,
0: of course, of course. Well, yeah,
1: if it if it is. Then why did I have to sit here and wait for it to show up on my Netflix that I'm paying for, while people got right. to go, people got to dress in tuxedos and go to opening night and see it like a normal yeah. movie, but in select theaters? Like, is it right. a move? Is it a Netflix movie or not? If there's no benefit to being a Netflix movie, if you get the rare good one or real one, and that one you can't go see, you know what I'm saying? Right.
2: Like, what
1: what is the There's no benefit like a net they're They're not even going to pretend like that's really a Netflix movie that it's not just something else, something that, well, it's not shitty enough to be a Netflix movie. So we're going to have it in theaters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't. It's the worst. I get the worst of both worlds. Then I'm sitting at home. I want to watch it at home because I can't get out of the Mm -hmm. house with the baby. Also, it's four hours long. That's tough to sell to a significant other so that seems like a, a sure thing like hey we're we going watch it at home um
0: yeah.
1: instead i gotta watch everybody review this for a month because it's in theaters what the fuck mm. that's
0: not a, that's
1: not a i don't know i
0: i don't get the balance between the the netflix I, I actually as as far as the like theater versus netflix or film versus not film debate i, I might just be a the wrong generation for this, but I don't really see a fucking difference. You know, I would just say if it's a, if it's
1: a movie, then put it in the theaters, man, don't put it in two theaters and play this game.
0: I mean, I watch, I, but here's the thing, dude, I watch almost everything on my laptop and I don't really think there's much of a difference. You know what the difference is? When I watch it at home, I can pause it if I have to piss and there's not somebody sitting, you know, behind me in the next row like being like that's robert de niro <laughs> just so you know honey honey that's al pacino did you see you there know? was a like,
1: somebody somebody tweeted they said uh watched the irishman with my dad at one mm-hmm. point, at one point he said oh that's the transmission when de niro's right. truck broke down he didn't speak for the rest of the movie yeah
0: that's it. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, but that's, but that's, that's exactly like, so whenever I go to the movies, dude, the last movie I went to go see was fuck. What did I go to watch? I went, I went with Rios to watch something at the movies. Um, we, we saw a trailer for knives out. I remember that. Oh, you, you guys to went
1: to see, cause I was supposed to go see it to catch up with you. Uh, uh, fuck. I can't remember it.
0: What, what did I go see? I went to go see something. Oh,
1: oh. Uh, um,
0: Parasite. Parasite. Oh, we could have done a show. You, you didn't I see Parasite?
1: Gonna, I'm gonna though. That one. Save that one. God
0: damn, that movie it. is good. I know. God save, damn, save that it. movie is. Save that. good. Save that. We're Ooh, talking about wee. the Irishman. Uh, we. are talking about But the anyway, movie you but anyway, but like, not the movie. I like the, to see. but like the, but so Parasite. I won't talk about it at all. Um, and and the, the theater was really nice But like usually when you go to a theater It's that thing It happens every fucking time dude It's like the trailers have all played You know I'm chilling in my seat I'm like this is great Like there's nobody around me This is amazing Ten minutes into the movie Two people will walk in Talking right mm-hmm. And they'll sit right next to me And they'll be like what? Oh good we, we made it this is good. This is good and then something will happen and be like, "Oh, don't go down there. Don't do that." And I'm just like, "I fucking I hate going to the movies, dude." I hate I know. It. I still like People like people original. don't know how to shut the fuck up. People I like don't know how visual. to shut the fuck
1: up. The crowds out here are a little are sometimes worse, sometimes better. I think uh the kind of movies I'm going to see lately sometimes I'll pick one because I know the crowd's going to be kind of into it. Um where it doesn't bother me if I see these genre okay. movies. But sometimes if I see one, um, you know, you, if there's nobody there, that's probably the one I'm going to see anyway. Like, I'm, I'm not seeing these big pole movies anymore. Did you watch and, Charlie's Angels? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not going to see Charlie's Angels. Nobody else did either. Yeah. But, you know, that should have been a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Yeah, like, Charlie's
0: Angels, it would have done much better on Netflix, I think.
1: So what Sturgeon's Law says 90% of (coughs) everything is crap, right? Sturgeon's Law, 90% of everything is crap. Mm
2: -hmm. The
1: thing about, like movies are, let me try to think of a comparison that makes more sense than the earlier jerking off lightning strikes twice metaphor. Okay, movies are, movies are like a tall garbage can. Uh Netflix movies are the bathroom garbage can. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. The Irishman was the tall garbage can. And they shouldn't have they shouldn't have pretended like it fit in the in the bathroom garbage can. They shouldn't have right. they shouldn't have pretended. Because it was a right. tall garbage can. And anyway. Uh, well, that, on that that, note, se- that that seemed like it was gonna be better
0: to on, on that note. On that note.